Boys in the Huddle Podcast, it's Ricky, Trey, and Doe. We're back for another episode. This is After the Dance, Part 2. And we got my main man, the big dog, Tone Rob, back in the building. What's going on, yeah. baby? What up, what up, what up? How's everything, man? Appreciate you hopping back on. Can't complain. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate yeah. you. I'm ready to talk it up about this last dance. Let's do it. Hopefully, Ron Voyage doesn't mess up your episode again. <laughs> you gotta relax. You gotta relax. I, th- I think we're gonna be all right this time around. I think we'll be all right. And Tay Boogie, what's going on? Hey man, I'm back. Let's get let's get to it, man. Yeah. So we covered the first six episodes, and now we're gonna go through the second half, seven through ten. So we got the whole documentary is done is finalized what is the grade big dog tone rob what do you got what's your grade for the documentary overall overall i like the gym i think i mean i know y'all sixers fans on everybody i'm pretty sure everybody loved jordan for the most part anyway unless you just hated him beating up on your squad or whatever but <laughs> it was it was a form of, i learned i learned a few things i mean a lot of stuff we already knew but um, I learned a lot. I'm a, I mean, I always liked MJ, even though I was a Reggie guy. You were a Reggie um, guy, really? Yeah, I was a Reggie guy. Mm. And um, so I, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a nine, a nine, ten, just because we needed it right now. Okay, so we <laughs> so doing, we we're nine, doing, <laughs> we're doing A through F. So you're giving it oh, an A. Doing a through F? So you giving oh, it an yeah, A? Yeah, yeah, I give, I give, I give, I give it a B plus. I give it a B plus. A B plus. Okay. Yeah. Dante, what you got? Yeah, so I think before I was at a B, I think when we did this last time, but, you know, I think what the seven through ten episodes, I think they picked it up a bit. So I'm probably right. I'm probably the same as Tone. I'm at a B plus um, at the end. There's still some shit I don't like about it, but we'll get into that. But overall, I think it was, I think it was solid and, you know, it's better than looking at a, these niggas playing video games or playing horse on TV, so, you know, this is, this is definitely badly needed. Ron, what you yeah. got? Um, I'm following that up. I, I'm, it, it was an A. It's an A. Uh, an not, A? I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, I'm giving it an A. Um, you know, the thing with, with, with these type of docs are, you, you know the ending, um, but with the with this being, you know, footage from 25, 30 years ago, and for us to have not seen it to this point in, in a lot of these, these um, you know, these games and these situations, they, they were part of our childhood. So to be able to, to hear it and, and see it and, and some of the things that we've seen, we didn't, you know, didn't know backstories or, or we couldn't hear the words. And that's the part that I liked about it the best. I love being in the locker room and you get to see – MJ as a as a cocky motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? So I'm giving it an A. I liked it. Okay. I think I gave it a B minus on the first part. <sighs> Tempted to keep it there, but I'll give it a B. I mean, they touched on some things I didn't think they were gonna to touch on, but it was still Michael controlling the narrative on that on some of that stuff. So I'll give it a solid B. You know, I, I think I came into it thinking it was about the last year. So it, I was yeah. kind of thrown off. Yeah. Like, they had all this footage about the last year, and 
He really didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I was a little thrown off by that. I, I think, though, and I think, you know, we talked about it before. I, I, I actually, and, you know, I guess we'll speak about it later, but I actually like the fact of that it wasn't in chronological order. I like that they jumped around and you didn't know what was coming. Um, they tied certain things in. Like, I, I, I like that. And I think that if they would have just, you know, ran the season in chronological order, I think that that probably would have, I probably would have ended up lowering my grade. And I think it would have done a disservice to what this is as a whole. You know, now them calling it the last dance kind of, you know, that didn't necessarily jive with, with, with all 10 episodes. But for what it was, I thought that they did a pretty good job. You don't think they jumped around too much? Because sometimes I got that feeling a little bit, you know what I mean? I don't know if that was just me, but they seemed like they was all over the place with it. I like I I, I could understand how you can how you would say that, but I think that they were just trying to tie different things in and it's like, yo, look, we got footage from back here, but we don't want to waste it. Let's go ahead and find a way to use it. And I think right. that you know, they probably started with, hey, we're just gonna do the the uh the ninety eight season. And then when it's like, you know what, we got to pull footage from here, we got to pull footage from here. And when the first producer said, yo, you know what, maybe we'll do a, a flashback. And then it's like, yo, no, this is how we're going to do it. So I think right. that the way that they probably, what they what probably happened, they probably fell into uh, the way that it was, that the story was told. I don't, I mean, again, I don't know anything, but I, I don't think that they came in and said, hey, let's go back and forth, back and forth. I think it's probably something that they fell into and they just said, hey, let's go with it. No, you're wrong because the director said that they storyboarded this out two years ago. So this is how it was supposed to go. Tone Rob, I agree with you. It was too much back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he took forever to get to nothing. What do you do? Come on. You, you, you relax. Oh, it's going to be one of these. It's going to be one of these. If I drop off, it's because I had something else to do. Sorry. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. But I mean, the director did say that. This is how they storyboarded it out. But, um, yeah, yeah we're going to get into it. I, I, you know, Michael's the king of endorsements. Can he get a Visine endorsement after this shit? Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> This nigga yeah. eyes are yeah. yellow, dog. What the? Yeah, what is going I, I, on? He got jaundice. He got to. What is it? I seen a joint. I seen a said it looked like he take his eyes out at, at night and dip them in Hennessy. <laughs> and go to sleep. So, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> like we all drink. Some of us smoke, but what? I've never seen anybody's eyes consistently look like that. What is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, pissy, pissy yellow. Pissy yellow. Never well, seen no shit like help. that. Hey man, devil coming to collect. You know what? You're right because the one thing that just caught me off guard: the nigga when he got to um, Utah. I think it was like he woke up and drank a beer and had yeah, a cigar a before beers. the damn shootout. This was just this is before the shoot around. I'm like, yeah. nigga, you woke up and had a Yo. beer and a cigar before the shoot around, before the game. Yo, and the worst, the worst part about it is I'm sitting here and I'm watching it with Sonny, and I'm thinking to myself like, Michael. Yo, you are killing my kid over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Don't don't say that. But Mike you was just different. Like he could get away with that, but 
Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, not, not, not to jump topics or nothing like that, but speaking of the Utah thing, the one thing that like, kind of caught my ear when uh, the two sons were saying, oh, yeah. we wasn't allowed to go there, you know, because our mom ain't wanted to say it was hostile. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this was a contract thing or, you know, non-disclosure or whatever, but anybody peep that she had nothing to do with this joint, wasn't in there, wasn't in no clips, wasn't in nothing. I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? I'm not surprised. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, but yeah, Mike. Mike. You know why? Probably because was she ever around? Hell she yeah, around? she was everywhere. Yeah, yes, and the, and the yeah. iconic photo of him hugging the trophy. I think when they won the third. Yeah, I think one. I seen her one time. Yeah, yeah, I seen her one time. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. But they cut her out of the film. In that oh. in the iconic photo, she's right there. When we're looking at it forward, she's right there to his left. But in mm-hmm. the photo, they cut her, and if you just, they just show him uh, and his dad on the left. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I Mike. Out, you know, I don't. Mike wasn't taking no chances. Mike said, "No, take the bitch out. I don't want him <laughs> suing me for nothing." Right, right. <laughs> I was gonna say I thought I might have seen her when they showed the retirement. Um, yeah, they they showed her one time. I want to say they showed her one yeah, time. That was like the only time. Like, okay, there, there, there she goes. But. Right. I don't know. Sure they were saying that was a shell anyway. That whole thing, you know what I mean? The marriage, yeah, rumors, is rumors, but yeah, because you know, Mike, he been eh. he been dilly dallying the whole time. So yeah, I'm sure. But, I'm sure Carmen Electra probably found her way to his room a few times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Mike, well, he, Lynch, right, you know who else wasn't in there? Rexy Fierce. But we'll leave that one alone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's why I don't think it was a sham, because he did get Reggie Theus traded because of Juanita. (laughs) We all know that. They didn't want to talk about that in the documentary. (laughs) Mike Mike Miller everything, man. That's the only thing. That's that's why I didn't give it an A. You know, I mean, obviously, it's his perspective, but, you know, he going to have his slant on it no matter what. You know what I mean? Mike definitely. Well, that's why I didn't give it an A as well because the things that they covered and the director's gotten some flack about this from what I've seen is he has a responsibility to get other sides of that particular story and the other people they had chime in were all Michael guys you had his best friend his autobiographer like those are Michael guys (laughs) you think they're going to say anything different so let's get into where they, they they left off, where they started back up on episode seven. Michael defending the retirement and any connection to his father's death because of the gambling. So I, I want to start here. Last episode, we had people on the show. He had millions of dollars. It was a hobby, blah, blah, blah. And I've heard it elsewhere. People will say that. But Michael Jordan, the billionaire today, isn't the same Michael Jordan millionaire in 93. They weren't making an absorbent amount of money in the NBA back then. So then people will say, oh, he had endorsements. His Nike endorsement was a five-year, $250,000 endorsement when he first signed. They re-upped him. But today, LeBron got... 90 million for 10 years when he first signed to the league. So let's say in his next contract, he got a little bit more. He wouldn't have got anything close to that at that time. His Gatorade contract was a 10 year contract, 13 million. 
spread over the 10 years. I saw something where it said he might have made $10 million a year with all of his endorsements combined. Now we're talking about before taxes. His Bulls contract was 3 or $4 million before taxes. So we're talking about liquid cash? And you owe somebody $2 million in a golf game? Yeah, you might not have it. You might not be willing to give that up. Right or wrong? Yeah, you got a point. You definitely got a point. I like to see the numbers, you know, all written down on paper. I mean, I'm sure you, you did your research, but like you said, and it's just like us or any regular person. You know, you think you got some some bread, you start spending it, you ain't paying attention, that joint go quick. So I'm just imagine what he's spending. He just right. on the higher on a higher uh on a higher hey. level. You did higher feel, so it's gonna go yep. quicker. So you you could be on to something. They, I mean, they 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 jumped in and out of that that one clip real quick. What was the boy slim name? <laughs> right, the golfer. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. In and out. They didn't want the hard one. you definitely want to. You, you, and I never knew this. I'm not sure if you guys know it or not, but I I thought that joint went unsolved. I didn't know they caught the boys. Y'all y'all knew that? The murders. Yeah, the murders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I didn't follow it that close, but I, I just thought it was. You know, they, I thought that, I thought they got away with their jaw. No. So we, what did they, what, we, what did they say? We're going to talk. We're going to get into that. Uh, okay. Does anybody have anything to do? Anything to say about the gambling? As far as what I just said, because the liquid cash think, is one thing. His net worth still might have been through the roof. Like a millionaire right. today is different from a millionaire back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, liquid cash. I don't think I he think had that, it the way people think. I think that again, just just the the, the competitive nature, just like anybody else, um, that competitive nature takes over. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know that Mike actually knew, you know, how much he had or or, or what have you. You know, it, it, NBA players of yesteryear are no different than NBA players of the day. You know what I'm saying? You got all this money. What they telling you? You got all this money. You signed this contract for two million. You don't know that you're only going to get seven fifty. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you out there gambling like you got three million. You know what I mean? It, it, it just it just is what it is. So is it a yeah, was, is it a fact? Is it a fact that Mike had a gambling problem? Hell yeah. Is it a fact that Mike was probably deeper in than he actually even knew? Mm. Hell yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, you know, when you're in it, you don't, nigga, you don't know that, you, that you're that you doing bad until you lost that last thousand at the table. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Two, and don't, we won't talk about it, gentlemen. All right? We're not going to talk about the time I had to physically pull you out of the casino? We're not going to talk about that? <laughs> that, that no, that's the part I'm saying we won't talk about. Yeah, don't so laugh too hard. What you watching on TV? Nigga must be watching something on TV. He acting like he was there. Oh, man. Classic, yeah. Oh, AC days are crazy. Big Dog told Rob the one that got me started with the bullshit. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, look, nigga, I re- hey, I remember we went down there one night and uh, fucking with, with, with Tommy, me and Tommy over there on the craps table. I think I hit him for like 8.50 that night. And after that, man, yeah. it was a bad deal. Nigga, we were going twice a, a week. Deal. 
<laughs> like the yeah. shit was crazy. Like, Ron, Ron found twenty dollars in his top pack pockets. Oh, I got twenty more dollars. Ran back in. We in, we in the parking lot. He ran back in. I remember that. Came shit. back out. Yeah, came back out without the twenty. Like God. <laughs> the shit gets real, dog. The shit gets fucking real. No, no, yeah. not, not, nigga, not me, another run. Nigga, <laughs> but Dante, you was going to say something? <laughs> what's, what's that, too? You was going to say something? Oh, man. I, I, well, I guess I, I figured out now where the gambling stories transcended to West Virginia. I guess Tone is to blame for that. Um, <laughs> the originator. Jazzo. The originator. Yeah, so that's good to know. But now, to your question, though, whether, and I didn't know all of that about his, um, you know, his, his money, so that's interesting. But I would say, even separate from that, man, two million is two million. I don't care if you got a hundred million liquid or ten million liquid, two million is two million. So I think, you know, it, it, it's probably some truth to him, you know, reneging on paying that, because regardless, that's, that's got to hurt to pay that over a golf game, so. I lost you know, a bet to Tommy Doss <laughs> with the Eagles and the fucking Dolphins. I owed him a hundred dollars for four months. <laughs> I had a hundred fucking dollars, but I took four months to pay his ass. This is how it is. It's how it works. Right. <laughs> Right. So now we we going to talk about the father, man. We do I want it to be true that Michael Jordan was connected to his father's death? No, I don't want that to be true. But I sent Don, uh, Ron, and Dante the Chicago Tribune article that was written in 2018 that details the facts of that case inside and out, and it's mind blowing. It's fucking mind blowing. They didn't report the father being missing for 22 days later after the day, the last day he's been seen. 22 days later. Within those 22 days, his birthday passed. The ninth day since he'd been seen, he had a birthday. So you don't, you don't, you're not going to talk to your father on his birthday as close as you're portraying this relationship to be. So when they're talking about it on TV, they make it sound like, oh, he wandered for days at a time. They make it sound like it's like three or four days. We might not know where he is. 22 days until a police report was filed. Now they make us believe that he was found on the side of the road, that he pulled over to take a nap because he was tired. That's not true. He was actually murdered outside of a quality inn. So two things. If you're outside of a quality inn, you were tired, why wouldn't you get a room and take a nap? Second thing, what do we know about hotel establishments like the quality inn? Crack and whores. <laughs> Thank words. you. That's where people go to get high. So if you want to read the, the Chicago Tribune article, you can. I'm not going to harp too much on this. I don't know what happened to his father, but I know it's more to the story. My conclusion after reading that article 
Here's one other thing that's important. Michael Jordan's father was cremated as a John Doe before his, his body was identified by the family. They had, they had to identify him through dental records. Why would you cremate Michael Jordan's father above all without giving a chance for the body to be identified? Here's my assumption. Then if you cremate him and we haven't said who it is, we don't have to do any kind of toxicology test on what might have been in his system at the time. So my conclusion, my conclusion is either Michael Jordan was connected or his father had a drug problem and they did not want that to come out. Because and, if you if you cremate say, him before you identify who he is and you do the autopsy, you can't do the toxicology. Right. And I think that, you know, when you factor in the fact that it's 93, um, heavy crack era, um, you know, that, that only seems to make sense. That would only seem to make sense, that, that, that his father had, had a drug habit. I mean, when people go missing for three days at a time in the 90s. And it's common habit. practice. And him missing for 22 days, I honestly think... He wasn't missing for that long. I think the Jordan family knew. You knew. And they were just waiting to figure everything out. Because once you file any kind of missing person, then you have to go through the protocol. Right. You have to go through that protocol. I think they knew. So I'm going to back off the gambling. I'm not totally sure. After reading the facts, I think his father had a drug problem. Yeah. And they wanted to hide that. Yeah, that's a deep dive. I'm I'm rolling though. I mean, this all really spawned because I finally watched that Centoya Brown shit on Netflix. The girl that killed yeah, homie and went that. to jail. Yeah. All along, I'm just going off a of hearsay. So I'm like, all right, now we watch the documentary and you get the facts. I'm like, yo, she killed homie and she meant to do it. Like nobody wants to say it, but everyone I've spoke to privately, they feel the same way. Now, she was 16, oh, yeah. she was a troubled little girl, and I'm actually glad she got out because her life should not be thrown away based on making that mistake at that age. But right. based on what right. we saw when we got the facts, she meant to kill homie. Oh, yeah, she laid the murder game down. <laughs> so, exactly. People don't want to say and it. Rob, and, ro- and robbed him. And robbed him. Yeah. Why yeah, would you, in self-defense, take his wallet and then steal his car if you didn't mean yeah. to do it? Yeah, no, she, she definitely she definitely meant to kill him, but here's uh, here's a hot take for that. You deserve it. You, you pick up a, 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 you go out there, you, 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 you pick up a little girl, you bring her to the house, and we all know what happened. You try to fuck. At that point, she's like, no. Yeah, yeah rough. She told you no multiple times. But hold on, he like, paid you know for the fucking... he paid for the sex, so it doesn't matter. She's Under age. Under no, no, no. I'm not saying that, kids. but I I mean I don't think she said no. I think they probably did have sex and she was stuck at his house and had no way of getting home. She saw the gun, saw an opportunity, and she took it. That's nah, how I look I at think, it. I think she I think that she probably once she got there, she started thinking about it again. You know what I'm saying? Changed her mind. It's like, no, I don't want to. 
I thought he picked her up you know? for sex, didn't he? Did they yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, but what I'm saying is, right, I'm not, yeah, but what I'm saying is that once she got there, she changed her mind. I don't That's think so. She now. she had already, she'd been oh, in, shit. she's already. Oh, my God, tell him, stop <laughs> <laughs> but Ron, no, this wasn't her. This wasn't her first time. She was doing uh, this. No, I know that. Right. I know that. But I'm, I'm saying that I think that she changed her mind. I don't think. And maybe I don't think that. And he but... wanted more, and she changed her mind and just said no. You know what I'm saying? Kept saying no, and finally she's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I Fuck think it, she was drunk and high. Thought that she could go back to her boyfriend slash pimp, and that he'd be proud of in some weird way. That's what I mm. think. What part of the country was that again? Because I need to remember never to go through that. Them people were all ignorant. Where where was that shit at? What's that? Was it Texas? Was was it Tennessee or what part of the country? Yes, yes. Yeah, it was was Tennessee. Tennessee. It was Tennessee. Oh, my God. That's the first time I was telling you I had to put the subtitles on. I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the father. That's my thoughts on... The connection to the gambling Maybe Michael didn't have anything to do with it From the gambling perspective Maybe he did because the guys that were caught Tony, they actually were Part of a High volume Drug trafficking organization Uh. So the call It's more evidence Like You read this article, it's crazy So when they killed the father They killed the father and they took the car First phone call they made was to the leader of this drug organization. It's on, you know, back then they had car phones. So this guy who they made the call to was also the son of the sheriff that was in charge of the investigation. (laughs) Along with that, his best friend was the prosecutor. And they said they didn't feel there was any need to bring him in for questioning. Where was wow. his connect? New York. Who's in New York? The Italian mob. That controlled the gambling, especially within the professional athlete world. Like, we know that. Sound like a job for Vincent Gambini. <laughs> so, I mean, they could have very well been a connection there. But honestly, <laughs> I do think it was more so about his father having a drug problem. Crazy. But we can we can move on because now let's get into let's get into the basketball, man. I mean, big dog tone Rob, we wanted you on this because you were one of the elites, one of the best of the best. Put up fifty like it was nothing. Thousand point <laughs> score. Yeah, you could you could be humble about it, but it's the, the truth. Rafters. It's all facts. Yeah. Got his name up in the rafters. Watching the Watching the documentary. Appreciate you. Watching the documentary, do you look back and say, maybe I should have been that type of leader? Were you that type of leader? Or do you think that it wouldn't have been worth it? What are your thoughts about that leadership style? And did it make you go back and say, damn, I wish I would have drugged these guys along a little bit more back in those Mm, days? Nah, I mean, at our level, high school, I don't think it matter. Either a nigga got it or he don't. So, I mean, you, you wolfing, you wolfing, this shit ain't gonna matter. I mean, I guess it could, in a sense, but I, I think Mike was wilding, to be honest with you. But you can't hate on him, because it worked. So you... What, was he, what, what he was doing to Scotty Burrell, that was crazy. <laughs> he 
was tripping. That's a grown man. Yeah. I kept looking at you. I felt sorry for the boy. Yeah. So you you weren't that type of leader. You led by nah. example. You weren't really concerned nah. with trying to motivate nah. guys in that way. Nah, nope. I mean, I lead by example, yeah, but not you know not mouthy or nothing like that. I mean, go out there, play hard, do your thing. I mean, that was my thing. So going, if you had to go nigga, back, would so would it inspire you? Down. Nigga, I'm running this shit. <laughs> nah, nah. I think I think nah, everybody pretty much knew that it was my squad, but I wasn't like a selfish dude anyway. Like I, I mean, I averaged like 19, 19 and a half, or whatever. But I was a point guard. I'd rather much pass it. You know what I mean? I had three other guys on my team averaging fourteen, fifteen. You know what I mean? Right. I always always said that in my situation, if I had another. Like a number one, you know what I mean. I, I got no problem being a point guard mm. doing my thing. If I had a number one, I'm I, I'm cool with that. I would I wouldn't even I, I think I would have been even better to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Mm. But it just ain't work out that way. You know what I mean, but just, we, don't get me wrong. I like I like shooting and you know it worked. But you know I mean, it is what it is. I, I, I can't I can't dwell on that though. You know what I mean, yeah, we spoke about it the first time we had you on. Right. Like if you had gone to city or RV. You know, that may have been a better situation for you. But I think we just didn't, our parents didn't know as much. Like, we didn't know. We were just going to school and shit, right? Like, we exactly. we, we didn't really that, know. Basketball, that basketball right now is, is 12 months out of the year. Yeah. It wasn't like that when we was coming up, you know what I mean? Well, not where we, we was at. I think it's, you know, I think it's bigger than when we were growing up, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, like, now so, coaching AAU and knowing – what type of sacrifice you have to make as a parent, but you're going to find out and as a coach, like it's, it's a commitment, like a motherfucker. And that's just what the lands, that's what the landscape is now. Like you can't yeah. just play rec ball and then go play right. another sport, another season, another sport, another season. At right. a certain point, you're just going to have to commit. And it's, it's unfortunate, honestly, but kids aren't, the thing about it is kids aren't on the blacktop no more. You know what I mean? When we were play, we we used to play. We, we yeah, used to play at Somerset Courts. I think Mike, Mike's. But no, I'm saying we used to play at the Somerset Courts. Used to come out the Temple and we would ball. Like we were always playing outside. You don't see kids playing on outside no more. Nah. So right, it's like they right, have right. to be in these programs because we were, You think about it, we were playing year round, but we were playing right. outside. We were playing pickup. Like these kids aren't doing that. Right. You know, but to answer your question, to go back, um, see, the thing was, as soon as Mike came in the league, he was an alpha, you know what I mean? Coming out, leading the league and scoring, you know, doing all that. And he, you know, he had bums on the squad. So by the time he was nice, nice, and he had Pippen come through and the, t- the team started forming, they already knew whose squad it was. And he was, right. he was either going to get out or lay down. It was going to be Mike's way or nowhere, you know what I mean? So it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, it, there's a way to go about that, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you said, they already true. knew. Whose team it was But also like you said It worked But one part I'm interested in Is At the end of episode 7 I believe When they start talking to him about Did he sacrifice being a nice guy And it was interesting How emotional he got Yo Y'all rewind that joint three times (laughs) Right And he was like You don't want to play with Play that way Don't don't play that way It was like damn nigga <laughs> hey, but that that goes cool. to show you what kind of what kind of person he was, though. But so what do you, what do you dog, really you know? think that emotion was about? Personally, I think he found out niggas wasn't really fucking. Like, I don't think he knew. Like I think he felt I was always doing my best 
to motivate and push these guys. And then when he hears the director telling him these are the sentiments that have been said, I think he was caught off guard. And he just was like, right. damn, like, I thought I was yeah. helping everybody out. Like, that's what that's what they said? What do y'all think? That's that's what yeah. I just but, you know, but you know, it's just, just to count on that, on that real quick, I think Scotty Burrell actually said, he said, Mike, I said, he said, everybody ain't you. I said, we can work as hard as you, but you know, it's at some point it's God given. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you're, you're the best. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like what you want me to do? I can work as hard as I want. I'm still not gonna be you. You know what I mean? Right. But you still got to push a nigga to, to try his best. I don't think if you're an NBA, well, I can't say that. But I would say if you if you make it to that point, you know, you can't be that lazy, can you? <laughs> yes, you can, nigga. That's true. I That's think true. you you definitely can. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're right. But do you think I it was think, more um, so him being caught off guard or go ahead, Dante? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it takes a certain personality type to want to play with Mike. You know what I mean? Like, to Tone's point, I was looking at Scott, Scott Burrell and I'm like, yo, how did he sign up to come back to do interviews? Like, he's just getting harassed every scene. Like, when he shitted mm-hmm. on, um, <laughs> when he brought his homies from UConn and they gave him an autograph, and he was like, yeah, UConn, they got the girls team, right? Like, <laughs> But that was him playing around. I had no problem with that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, that's just, a, that was like, that was like light work for him. Otherwise, it was all real, real harsh. Every scene with Scotty Burrell, he was just talking shit to him. Like, when right. the live or But you know what? I think, I think he actually gave a fuck about Scott Burrell. I think the I people that, that Jordan was, was, didn't give a fuck about, he didn't bother to do that. Go ahead. I think I was going. That's what I was going to say. I think he's he's he he realized Scott Burrell, you know, could take that shit, but he also knew that there was limits. Like when Amar Rashad said, you know, Nick, certain people can handle pressure, some people can't, or whatever he said. He was just like, yeah, don't say that shit to Scott Burrell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he knew. Now that was, that was crazy. We're going to talk about Amara Rashad in a second. That, that, was, yeah, yeah. Oh, that got, was crazy. Me and you got a lot of shit power to talk about on this shit. But, but, um, but yeah, nah, I think, I think it just takes certain, certain people can take it, certain people can't. You know what I mean? Some people love it. Like, there's a lot of players, you know, I read, you know, some players decline to be part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I think they reached out to Carl Malone. Pretty sure they probably reached out to Byron, Byron Russell. Like some players didn't want to be a part of it, but you know, at the end of the day, I think you know Mike is Mike. He's going to be number one, and and he took a lot of rings from a lot of people in that moment, man. And it was interesting they used Stockton over Malone. I thought about that too. I'm like, all right, I gave Stockton a few different. They showed him a few different times. Clearly, Malone ain't part of this shit because they would have flashed to him by now. It's clear yeah, Carl said, Malone didn't want to be part of it. They said McClone, M- Malone um, declined. Well, mm, maybe because we're talking about declined. a Centoya Brown. Maybe because he's one of them niggas. Y'all heard about his ass? Yeah, I know Carl Malone uh, had a baby with a 13 year old girl. Is a, is a notoriously nasty nigga. Yeah, and he's a piece of shit. Carl Malone's a piece of <laughs> shit. I'm glad Michael denied his ass. He impregnated yeah, a 13 year old girl. And got nothing to do with the kid. Don't want nothing to do with the kid. Yeah, that was the kid that went to the uh, to the NFL, the one that he didn't talk to until he was about twenty two. Mm. Yeah, Carl's a piece that. of shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> he looked him up. He, he was horrible. He didn't talk to the girl or the uh, the girl that played 
He had a daughter that played in the WNBA. He didn't talk to her or her. He brother. didn't talk to them until they were seventeen. Years old. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Carl's a Carl's a piece of shit. I don't know what's up with the mailman. Yeah, cold, cold world, cold world. But to your original question of um uh two, so I think it was that moment where Mike realized like you know, when you when you told your whole life you the man, you know, that's probably a hard, a rough moment when you realize, like, people really didn't fuck with you. You know what I mean? And that, your your whole, your whole sense of reality probably changed. And the, right. the way he phrased that question to him, it probably hit him all at once. He's like, you know, plus the yak probably hit him at the same time. But, you know, <laughs> that shit. Let me ask this question, too. Why do you think he left that part in? Because I think he wanted, I, he wanted to see, show he, some vulnerability, humani- probably. Yeah, he, he humanize him, right? Right, yeah, right. Right, right. Humanize, right. So, so I actually see it a little bit differently, though. That I think that, I mean, I think that Mike is so, um, I think he's so self-aware. And I think that Mike is, is very self-aware, Um you know, which it goes against what you guys are saying, but I think he is very self-aware, and I think that that was more so him saying, "I love this game so much." It, it had nothing to do with anybody else. Mm. I think it was squarely about him. You could be right. It's, it's, you yeah, could I be think right. It's more so about him and not about not about the other people. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, and it's one of those things where. You know, if I, I love this thing so fucking much, and I don't understand how other people don't go as hard as I do when I'm in that zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he knows that there's nobody that could be like him. But it's like, yo, I go so fucking... And this is what I was telling Sonny when we were sitting here watching it. Sonny's talking, you know, same thing. Like, yo, Mike is a fucking terrible teammate, essentially. That's what Sonny is saying. And I'm telling him he is, but guess what? As he's out there shitting on his teammates, he's, he you can see it. He was fucking... Winning in sprints, he's out there winning in the sprints. You know what I'm saying? So he's not the he's not the AI guy who's telling you you ain't shit, and he's not coming to practice. No, he's at practice and he's fucking coming in first in the sprints. You know what I mean? So I think it's a it's a I think it's a different thing. Man, also he knew the documentary needed to have some riveting moments, and that was a good moment. So I mean, it, it didn't really detract or speak negatively on him. It just was kind of like, wow, he really cares. Or he didn't know people felt that way about him. One of the two, I don't know. But when we get deeper into the teammates, I mean, it was clear he crossed the line a few times. The Steve Kerr thing, which we kind of knew about. But one thing we didn't really know about was the Horace Grant shit. I mean, (laughs) that's the story that, that came out outside of the documentary that he wasn't allowed Horace to eat. I mean, what do we, big dog told Rob, what, we, what are we thinking about somebody uh, saying you not eating on the flight back because you played like shit? Tone, as the leader of the team in 99, did you ever tell Tommy, nigga, you can't eat tonight? <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I couldn't believe that. But y- y'all heard, uh, did y'all hear uh, Shannon Sharp uh, undisputed about that? He said he's talk, he talked to Horace or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he talked to Horace. And he said, nah, it wasn't like that. He spoke no, when I heard him... You know, people had to care. When I heard him, he said it was... Well, yeah, no. He said it was Horace true. said it was true, oh, but... No, oh, no, no, no. It, it's true that that Mike, you know, set, told the, the lady that he couldn't eat or nothing like that, but not just like, 
You know what I mean? Like, he just sat there and took it. Yeah, Horace is trying to act like he stood up for himself, which I'm not right. rolling with that. And I don't... I, <laughs> I don't... Come on, Ho 610. Come on, bro. Yeah, it but Mike matter. is Mike. But Mike is Mike. You can't eat, nigga. You sit there and your uh, stomach fucking growls, nigga. Yeah, that's too, that's crazy. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. It's, Not, it's crazy that he that. Go ahead. I, Anybody else ever hear that? I never heard that before. I, I never, never heard it. I never heard it, but it's one thing to say that you stood up for yourself, but at the end of the day, nigga, you didn't eat. So you can Yo. you can bark all you want. Yo, you still like didn't get the meal. Right? When he tell me to shut up, I'll be quiet. But I'll be talking. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did the, re- did the report come out? Did the report come out that, that Mike told the stewardess that he couldn't eat or he actually didn't eat? That's where it's foggy at. I don't think the man went hungry. You, you it sounded oh, like he didn't high. eat, dog. It sounded like he didn't eat, dog. It sounded like he didn't eat, dog. It sounded like he didn't but the name right. calling, like, nigga, you can motivate me all you want, but you're not going to be calling me a bitch and a hoe and all this yeah. other crazy shit. Like, exactly. nah, mo- dog, that's not cool. Multiple times, yo. Multiple times. That we saw. That's crazy. I mean, so I'm sure this was common practice. And it's just like, yo, if you want to push me, then push me. But you're not going to be calling me all kinds of crazy names. Right. Like, it's yeah, just not going to happen. You got to pull them to the side. Just like that, I guess, like that Kurt thing they was talking about, but. You're going to have to earn his respect one way or another. Right. And right. Scotty Burrell seemed like too much of a pushover, a nice guy to do it. He was probably still right. just in awe of Michael Jordan. I feel like Horace was such an important part. If he did stick up for himself once or twice, that Mike would have backed off. I don't think he did it. Right. I don't I, think I he agree did with it. You because, because of the part that he played, his voice obviously is going to be a lot louder than Scotty Burrell. Horace was a double-double, 15 and 10. Like, people forget. And I think a lot of that had to do with Mike pushing him. Like, the shit worked. It worked. Shit, well, maybe we could get Mike to come in here to Philadelphia and uh, stop Joel and shit, because I hear he's been seen at Steak, uh, what's that, Shake Shack quite a few times uh, during the virus and shit. Shit. No, Mike can't like, motivate uh, anybody on his own damn team. He don't give a fuck no more. It's over. <laughs> so we <laughs> we gonna move on, cause then it was a period. Mike did retire. He he took a break. Another interesting fun fact: Jerry Reinsdorf still continued to pay Michael Jordan his basketball salary right. while he went right. to play baseball. Thought that was super interesting. Why would such a shrewd businessman He said oh I paid him because he was Grossly underpaid By you nigga Like if you If you you felt that he was underpaid You could have easily changed that So why did you pay him while he was playing baseball No longer under contract with the Bulls So so you 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 leaning towards How everybody else They they paid him the ball away That's what you're saying I do believe there's truth to that like, people are like, oh, they dispelled the rumors. You had David Stern doing an interview from two or three years ago. You think he's going to admit, yeah, I'm going to come out and say it. We told Michael to go away. Like, no, we're not going to get those type of facts. And that's why I think they failed us, because there should have been another 
side of the story, Andrea Kramer maybe was the the most that we got when she said, well, he did leave during a gambling investigation. He did leave when his father got killed. So she tried to maybe sprinkle some of that. But they could have done a little bit better job getting another perspective on some right. of that stuff. Don't you think that would have came out by now, though? It's a loose leaks sink ships. Somebody right. at the bottom of the yeah. telephone with that, that I, you would have thought it would have came out. Which part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't keep that many people. You can't right. keep that many people quiet. You know, right. Which part? Did his father connect the connection to his father? Well, no, with them. after 18 months. Yeah, yeah. You know, just telling them to go away. Oh, this may be a gambling problem in investigation. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just seems like there would be too many moving parts to keep quiet. You know what I'm saying? So I I I agree with you on on that. I think that as as you know, sometimes things sometimes things look so perfect that you try to put this square into into that round peg, even if it doesn't fully fit. But it's like, damn, nigga, this shit works so well that it should right. fit here. You know what I mean? Sorry, cut you off, take this. No, nah, no, nah, you, nah, you got, I agree with you, what you said. I think, too, I, I was thinking about that. The thing about David Stern that keeps I keep thinking about is he says on a documentary, this is true, you know, after the Dream Team in 92 in Barcelona, you know, Michael Jordan was such this big phenomenon or whatever that it expanded the game internationally and it was good business. So if that is true, then, you know, him – you know, being told to step away from the game a little bit would go against that. And I think David Stern was all about making money. But, um, but, but Dante, I I if he did it, if he felt forced to do it, because there was a lot of shit he didn't want to have to deal with or come out, knowing that the game would be even bigger when he comes back. And keep in mind, you had Shaq and his phenomenon at the time to kind of fill the gap. I wouldn't just necessarily yeah, but no, run with that. But... but but nothing's like the Jordan wave, though. I mean, they still, they're still trying to chase that. Like, I, I just don't see them. I, I find it hard to believe, even with the gambling. I mean, and they've had other investigations after that. You know, Tim Donahue and all of that. There still hasn't been any real evidence to connect him to that. That it, that it was detrimental. Unless to you plus, knew plus, your plus, Golden plus, Goose was plus. coming back, you knew your Golden Goose was coming back. I'm just saying. I don't know if they knew that, though. If they told him that he had to leave, then they did. If they said, we need you to step away, you can come back, but right now it's too much heat. We need you to take a break and step away for a second. Yeah, but didn't he only come back because of the strike of the baseball and all that? Like, oh, that's please. Too much stuff lining up. Oh, please. <laughs> come on, Tony. Yeah, I'm just saying, come on, yeah. All this stuff is added. Like, Ron the puzzle pieces is matching up, man. I think you're looking too deep into it, man. I, and I, and I maybe I am. Maybe I am. But for you to continue wait, wait. to... If somebody Who's ever gotten paid by their employee after they retired? This is the first I've ever heard of it. Kobe got paid. Shit. He ain't get paid when he got retired. Nigga, you ain't watched his last two years. <laughs> he was still on the contract. Don't do that. But he was on the team and he scored 60 in his last game. Rest in peace to the Mamba. Thank you.
That's funny. Hey, you know but now nah, that was here, Go ahead. Here, here's the one thing I will say about Jerry Reinsdorf that actually kills me throughout this documentary. This motherfucker went out of his way to make sure that he didn't seem like a bad guy. Because he did the same thing with Scotty. You ain't lying. He's grossly, grossly under You're right. You're right. You had the ability to pay him. What are you talking about? It yeah. wasn't somebody else. It was you. <laughs> right. That's why like I think I it's saying, bullshit. I was acting like there was somebody else cutting the check every time and shit. Like, what, nigga, what are you talking about? Stop it. It is. There's a lot about Jerry Reinsdorf in this documentary that I took away is like a lot of bullshit. And when we get to episode nine and ten, we talk about it more. There was a lot of bullshit in this documentary. One of it, one of it's related to what we're talking about. You're not going to tell me, Toosh, you play baseball. You're not going to tell me that if you bat in 200 in the minor league, that means you're on your way to the major league, neither. No, 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 no. no. I will say that is. What Jordan did in baseball should be highly respected. And Ron oh, yeah, knows yeah, yeah. for him to be able to go. Yeah, just, yeah, just to come here and do, and do that in that short of time. Yeah, yeah like he batted in 50. Stole 30 word. bases. Like, that ain't, that's nothing to sneeze at. Like, people might look at the 205 batting average. Nigga, for somebody who ain't played baseball in 15 years to bat 200 against major league prospects? I, I, no, that's... Ooh. That ain't nothing until, to sneeze I'm at, not, dog. Until it, until that Joe Serrano breaking ball came. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, nigga, I was watching. I was watching Major League the other day, nigga. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Pedro couldn't hit that breaking ball for nothing. Yo. Not a damn thing of shit. <laughs> all of, all of, um, the only thing I'm saying is, there's two different things. That's impressive, but that doesn't mean. That's a different point. That doesn't mean that he's like this whole notion of him being on his way to the major leagues. That was some add in Jordan fluff bullshit. I like, don't know. That, even Terry that, Francona that's, that's said true. that like fifteen more, yes. fifteen hundred more at bats or whatever the yes. stat that he said. There's a lot of people who felt yes. his progression was crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we're I'm literally talking about we're talking about <laughs> months. Like, yo, we're talking about months. Like, we're not talking about he's been down there for three years. We're talking about months. Yeah. But, I mean, that just That's goes to crazy. show that he might be the greatest athlete all the time. Like, people don't, that, that don't athlete. understand baseball don't know yeah. how impressive that. That really that really Hell was yeah. impressive, honestly. Yes, because that's another conversation that Sonny and I were, were having because right. for you – it's one thing to be able to run up and down a, a a basketball court and be a basketball player. If there's no other sport in the world that you can jump to and 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 fail more often, there's no football player that if you don't if you don't play baseball, you're not going to be able to jump on and be a baseball player. A basketball player with nothing can't go and be a baseball player. There's nobody that can go and do that. No, right. For Michael to right. be able to do that, knock in fifty. And we're talking about it's not like he was he was out there in, in the grapefruit league. He's in double A, which yeah. is a step and a half away from the major. Started out with you a thirteen game hitting streak, which hitting I didn't streak. know. So Right. And they, they always say that the hardest thing in sports is to hit a fastball. No, it's the hardest thing in sports is to hit a fucking breaking ball. Curveball. <laughs> yeah, curveball. <laughs> you can time a fastball. You can time a fastball. 
But we're going to move to, you know, Michael's playing baseball. Scotty's taking over as the guy. They win 52 games, take the Knicks seven games. But within that series, on their way out, close game. Phil draws up a play for Tony Kukoc, who we saw hit a lot of big shots throughout the season. Scotty is upset that he's taking the ball out. Phil comes over to him and says, you in or you out? (laughs) (laughs) Scotty thinks about it and says, I'm out. And they had the video of him, too. I'm glad they had that. And Phil said, fuck him. (laughs) Word, fuck him. Okay, fuck him. Yo, and the funny thing about that, when they asked him that, I rewound that about three times because right. you could see Scott Williams walking right. away from the huddle, rolling his eyes, saying, oh, and he had, yo, he had the classic black man eye roll, which was, this nigga, oh, shit. How uncomfortable could that locker room have been after that, because he hit the shot. I know Scotty was so Nasty. mad that he actually hit yeah, the shot. Was, <laughs> did they say what? They said Cartwright was crying, right? After, yeah, he was, was upset. But Tony, man, let me ask crazy. you this: Say you high school, say the man mm-hmm. before you is now long gone. Now you're mm-hmm. in your sophomore and junior year. You're the guy. Big sure. game. The coach draws up a play and says it's not coming to you. How you feeling? How but you feeling? I'm not even a. I'm not even a decoy. They think I'd be taking out the ball. I'm about to do the same shit. <laughs> so you can understand. You know I mean? So then you That's- can understand it. So you, I, de- oh, I, de- I, I definitely can understand it. There's validity to it. The thing, that, but the thing is, Kukoc was a better shooter than Scotty. He was taller. He could shoot over. How much time was like one point one something like that? Like one seven maybe. One seven something. It's it's definitely a tough situation because Scotty was having a hell of a year. But he's so he not really the catch and shoot guy. He's we not, know that he's not. He's not. So that that's that's the one caveat, and then. They showed the clips. What do you hear? Four or five game winners that season. So they done it's, it before. It's kind of tough. Yeah, it's kind. It's kind of tough, man. I, I would. I would be sick. I would definitely be sick. But uh, you. You gotta uh, go in the game because we saw various times where Phil drew up stuff or told Michael to, who's open, right. Paxson, right. get him the ball. Right. Michael did yep. it. Like he still was coachable, and I think a lot of that came from being around Dean Smith. In that UNC environment, but Dante, the crazy did, part is, is Scotty said he'll do do it the same way. I again. know that is the crazy no, part, and was, I don't know that, why that, he that said was, that. No, he he said it because he's not smart. Like you, I think one of y'all said it <laughs> the last episode, and I and I and I held back and I said don't do it. I was like, damn, he confirmed he's stupid. That right. was the dumbest shit ever. He, right. You can't you can't you can't say that you regret something. Right. And then follow that up in the next sentence and say you would do it all over again. Right. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I did not understand that. Like you said, too, you, you got to go in that game. You got to in that situation. But you know what? They might have won it because that was a hell of a pass. Whoever that nigga was that they put it instead of Scott, that was a that pass was, was right Myers, on the money. Was it? Pete Myers? Yeah, it was. It was Pete Myers. Like that pass was perfect. Scotty might have tried to sabotage that shit. We we don't know. <laughs> so you know what you know what I was thinking. Do, do y'all remember um, 
I think it's the same season. But remember Scotty got that all-star MVP that year? He took like 30 shots. He was gunning. I think he might have dropped like 47 or 50 points that year. Like, Scotty was on you know, he was he was he was, he had a goal and objective to show people that he could be that number one. And he balled out that season. All... He balled out that season. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, he did. Hell of a year. Without yeah. a doubt. But are you a championship winning team with Scotty as the number one guy? I'm not gonna say Never. no, because say they get past the Knicks, who knows? They might have been able to really get to the finals. I don't think they could have beat Houston. Yeah, that's like who's going to guard the dream. But there's been people who said if the Chicago Bulls had to match up against Houston, even with Michael, they wouldn't have had an answer for the dream. Who who, who we talking about? Longley? We talking about Bill Will Purdue having to deal with the dream? Like they would have. It'd have been interesting. I don't know. Yeah, 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 we got we got cheated with that. We did. We did for sure. But now we have Michael saying he wants to come back. And he, again, <laughs> he reneges. said he retired to his father's the last game. He could see him. So he was happy that he retired because it was the last time his father would be able to see him play basketball. Changes his mind. He comes back. He wears 45 because he said, well, last time my dad saw me was 23. We're going to move to 45. What did we think of 45? Dante, do you remember that moment when the 45 came out in the stores and Michael said he was coming back? How did you feel? Yeah. Oh, man, I mean, and I think at that time, I mean, I was a Knicks fan growing up. So, I mean, but I still, I still was excited to see, you know, Jordan come back. Shit, I was sad when he left. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it was cool to see Kenny and Shaq and, and, and Dream and Drexler and all those guys, but, like, it would have been much better to see, you know, that Rockets team go against that Bulls team. Like, we got robbed of seeing that shit. So, yeah, I mean, that was a big that was a big deal um, when he came back. I remember that. I remember when he did that first game back against Indiana. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and to Tone, I'm about Tone's point. I was a I was a Reggie's fan too. Check the IG. He was in my top five. Right. You know, it was good to see you know Reggie get some shine too to let him know like you know there were some people out there that was alpha males to compete against them. But yeah, 45 was a big deal, man. That stopped that stopped everything. But he wasn't the same. Like I remember <laughs> noticing yeah, he no wasn't the, the same. Layups? Remember the layups? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no lift, no nothing. No lift. Yeah. Yeah, he was not what he what he what he was, and which player was it from the Pacers? You said, oh no, it was later on with the Magic, right? Forty five, Nick Anderson, or whatever he said. Yeah, Nick then, Anderson. Then yeah. he said, "The hell with my father seeing me in twenty three. Nick Anderson pissed me off and bringing it back out." Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pop, I love that. Was sorry. He was, he was being honest. He was being honest. I respected that. <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> Horace was happy That motherfucker was up there Like he just won a heavyweight championship Put him up on niggas shoulders and shit Horace was happy as a motherfucker He beat Mike Didn't last long So so there was a Horace came out today um, And I I actually just read it Horace came out today And and called it a so-called documentary He said that him and his teammates 
if you ask them and they were truthful, said probably 90% of what was said wasn't true. I saw that. He was on the radio show. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. What the hell? He said said it wasn't true. He said, if any man ain't trying to take food off of my plate, I'll take his rear end. Pause. You know what I mean? So, Horace came out to say that it wasn't true and that, you know, if there was a beat, then all Michael had to do was reach out and, and, and let him know. Um, so yeah, I say all that to say that Horace still isn't Horace isn't happy right now with the documentary or the so-called documentary as he called it. That's crazy because he was in the joint. That's what he been making wild. <laughs> right, and, and and what he said was Michael, you know, some uh, Michael had first right of refusal and changed everything. Oh yeah, think, think about all the shit he cut out. What Horace said. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell, crazy. Hell yeah. Crazy. But I don't know, too, that, that forty that forty five number that might that might speak to your uh, the golden goose theory that he was coming back. It's all a money thing and all that. But they would have made more money with him being in the league for them a year and a half, though. You would think. You know what I mean? I don't know. That second run of the Bulls were like fucking Beatles with Robin and shit. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, Hell were, yeah. they were huge. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The the best team of all time, without a doubt. But I saw Horace say that, like, Horace, and we spoke about this on the last episode with Isaiah. Horace is like, yo, just a few years ago, he gave me autograph shoes, shoes for my charity. For my charity. So, like, yeah. if he had a problem with me, we could have talked. Like, now we right. have a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, you know, that whole book came out and Michael just flat out said, oh, it was Horace. Horace is talking yeah. to Stan Smith. And they were saying there was three or, three or four different sources. Yeah. But he just wanted to put the shit on Horace. And that, to me, if I'm Horace, I'm like, yo, nigga, you got to, seemingly you have a problem with me. I thought we were cool. You just, right. we just, we've seen each other. You sent me the sneakers for my charity. Same thing with Isaiah. But Isaiah's think, like, nigga, we've seen now, each other. What's up? Now watch this, though. Here's, so here's the other side of that. So, so maybe from Michael's perspective, nigga, I don't have a problem with you. I just think that you a snitch-ass nigga. But outside of that, but the thing is, Mike Mike knows it was other people, so why put it on Horace? Right, because now that's documented. This is the story we're going to see twenty years from now, and the kids are going to be like, "Oh, that nigga Horace is a sucker." (laughs) You know what I mean? Hey, you know what? The funny thing about that is the kids won't say that because we all know that the kids love suckers nowadays. But real niggas will. But that's for another mm, podcast. I'm not too sure I like LASIK uh, horse either. I like, I like goggle horse. Yeah, he horse. got to break the goggles. He should have broke the goggles out. Yeah, he look, he look weird. <laughs> yeah, put your goggles on. Right. <laughs> that's funny. We not we not gonna talk about Mike's back room though. What back room? That with, all the, with all the yes men. Yeah, like how the hell does they <laughs> get his own room in the back with nobody allowed back there and shit except for the fucking security? That was yeah. in the locker room, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, when, the, when the nigga came for the um for the tickets, for the tickets. was Randy that Randy Brown? Brown? Yeah. yeah, but Randy nah, it was Brown. mad clip for the boy back here. there though. That shit was crazy. <laughs> now, get your ass out of here. Now, Mike Wickham, man, though, you got you to give it to him at the end of the day. He, 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 you he, do. He you do. So, Randy yeah. came back there, asked for his tickets. He got his tickets. Mike said, nigga, get out of here. Mike referred to himself as God or Jesus a few times throughout the doc. That's a little disturbing, but I mean, hey. 
It is yeah. what it is. Even when Randy got the tickets from him, he was like, well, what, what do you say something about? No, you got tickets from God. He was no, he was like he was like you said you don't want to sit where he's like yeah we don't want to be up there with God. He was like well you just got tickets from him. I'm like damn. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Nigga, that's hard. Relax. Lie, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. I'll be honest. I I I liked all that shit. I liked me too. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. We got a, we got a lot of sound bites. He this wasn't no act. This was Mike. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even the part when, the, with the last episode, when he's like, I ain't Shaq, I ain't Shaq. You know, when you talk yeah. about, you know, swept the Lakers or whatever. Right. He's like, I ain't Shaq, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, so, you know what I mean? Mike, Mike, Mike is legit, that's the man. part of the, that's the part, that's the reason why I gave it an A, because right. we were actually able to see the, we were actually able to see the swag and the nigga. It yeah, happened we were able to past see, tense. We were Damn able later. to see, see the nigga. We were able to see because that's what a, a nigga might feel like. That a nigga, nigga, I'm a nigga. Are you crazy? I'm the right. man out here. You know right. what I'm saying? So we never saw that because obviously there was no Instagram, there's no Twitter, there's 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 nothing like that for us to get a true glimpse into what are you like behind closed doors. Right. And that's the reason why I I enjoyed it because we were able to see someone that was at the very top of their craft and to see. Yo, cockiness comes with that. It comes with it. I mean, anything, whether, anything, whether, whether, a guy of that stature and having to deal with being a superstar and also being a, the leader of one of the greatest teams of all time. Mm-hmm. Like B.J. Armstrong said, you, you, you can't be nice. Like, how can you right. be nice? Like, why would, why is that even on the list of things that you're trying to be? Like, that's right. the lowest on the priority. Right, like being right. nice. And, and, if you don't like me, I have a goal that we all are trying. We have a common goal we're trying to accomplish. Right. And the old adage is I'm what sh- nice guys finish last. Nigga, I don't give a fuck right, about right. being nice. I'm yeah. trying to win, and I yeah. respect that. And, and, but there's a line that and, you don't and, cross and, with the name calling and shit like that. Right. And, and and Horace spoke to that as well. You know what I'm saying? But but in in to that point. Isn't that why we vilified LeBron during his early years? Because, yo, why are you so fucking nice? Why are you making friends? Exactly. We vilified, we vilified them. We vilified these kids for that now. We're going, we're going, we're going, we're going to touch friends. on that a little bit later. But, yeah, yeah. The, the fake photo shoots and shit like that, Michael would never. Right. <laughs> right. Michael, right. Michael would boat, never. On a boat with you? Get the fuck out of here, nigga. Yeah. Like going on so, boat, hanging so, with you? Mike Mike was still popping shit to Larry Bird, and Larry Bird was a coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. You Hard. seen that? Word. That was shit. funny. We, hold on, hold on. We go, we go get there. We go get there. We go get there. My fault. My fault, too. That's my so, shit, though. So now <laughs> Michael decides he's going to take this shit into overdrive. He's filming, <laughs> he's filming Space Jam. He's bringing niggas out to play pick up games so he can just calculate what everybody likes to do. Why Sean Bradley was there, we still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know why he we'll was even in know. the movie. <laughs> but we'll he was. <laughs> why Sean was out there, we don't know. But, I mean, he had Reggie out there. He had Patrick out there. He had Jawan Howard out there. I mean, he had all the best of the best at that time. And they were so, again, niggas is in awe of Michael. They're in awe mm-hmm. of him. Because we talk about today with players that say, 
certain players are just kind of frown upon working out with guys and playing pickup in the summer. Giannis say he don't want to work out with people. Westbrook is kind of that way. But Michael set this up, and they fell into the damn trap for the most part. So he can now size everybody up. And then we get the greatest team of all time. 73 wins, 10 losses, championship. Michael, Scotty, Dennis. And then then people like to talk about Michael, Scotty, Dennis. Tony is a big part of that as as well. I think he was the sixth man that year. Yeah, he was nice, man. But but let's think about everybody else, man. The Bulls were the first uh, yeah. team to, to, to make a positionless basketball. Ron Harper is not a point guard. Randy Brown got significant minutes on that team. Luke yeah. Longley. These, I mean, <laughs> these guys. Scott Burrell was a contributor. Yeah, these was, guys are terrible. Because everybody was perfect for their position. Luke hit the outside yeah. jumper. Randy, you know, defense, whatever. Fucking Ron, yeah, he played the. I mean, he was a he was a, he's a good defender. He's he's a good defender. Defender, you know, what I mean, tall defender. Well, he's six six, right? Played at that point, right? Right. Yeah. And Mike at six six. So what the fuck you gonna do about that? Then you got Scotty. <laughs> he two niggas in itself. So it's like, come on, you, know? <laughs> you got you got Robin. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, it was a perfectly designed team. You're right. Yeah. Is that the best team Kerr, of all time? She had is to that, shoot. Yeah. Is that the, is that the best yes. team of all time? Yes. Yes. Period. Yes. Period. Really? Period. Who who are you saying might be better? I think. I I I take them, I, think, I take I think, them Lakers teams. Yeah. I think I think I think yeah, I was gonna say I think it's this, close. I Don't think get me wrong. I, I think it's close with the Shaq Kobe Lakers, right. but I think and as much as I hate to admit this next team because I'm not. I don't like how I don't condone this this teaming up shit, but I think this 2017 Warriors it would have been a long day for Mike. A long day for Mike. I think adding, I think K that KD Warriors team, twenty seventeen, that would have been that would have been an interesting matchup. I'm not just gonna say without thinking about it that that they were the best team of all time. Yeah, it would have it would have it would have been good. I think it would have been good too because this 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 ain't this ain't the first wave of Bulls. This is the second wave. Even though they was better, Mike was a little bit up in age. Scotty had the back problems. Shit like that. So I mean, if, if we take it into consideration, I don't. Yeah, I don't but know. Tony, that '96 team is different than the '98 team. The '96 team True. was kind of everybody at their best. True. You know True. what I mean? True. And the Bulls had shooters. They had Kerr out there. They had the triangle, so they had ball movement. And it all depends, also what 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 era are we playing in. Because if we can hand yeah. check and we and we ain't playing no zone and shit like that, there's no defensive yeah. five seconds. Bulls win easily. You you right. you think right. you don't think Clay could hold his own against Mike? Not shut not, him down, not but you don't you don't check. think but Clay's not strong. Hey, Clay six seven. These strong. guys have never had to play with a hand check. I don't I mean No. No. I no. Not not for, yo, Tone, for Clay to be six seven, he's a soft six seven. He's not a physical six seven. You know what I'm saying? So when you got a hand check, you can mm-hmm. knock him around a little bit. He can't mm-hmm. do shit with Scottie Pippen in his face. He's oh, no, man. No, no. I'm no, no. Scottie's going to play KD. Scottie's going to play KD, yeah, and Scottie I think Scottie will lock I'm him down. I'm talking about Clay and Mike. Clay, Clay, I mean, if you look at Clay, he's solid, though. I, I love Clay. Now. I love Clay. I just, I just, I don't, I think we'll be a good series, to be honest with you. It'll be a hell of a series. And Clay's not even guarding Mike. 
they probably put an Iguodala on. Like, but we're talking about what era are we playing in, and we talked about it a little bit on the last show. They would have, they would have beat Steph the fuck up. I mean, hell yeah! Just, just like, come on. Coming off of the screen, Dennis Rodman is putting the shoulder <laughs> to him every single time. Come on. And the third time, guess what? He ain't coming off that. Screen Steph is like not that. trying to dribble around and get to the hole with any without anybody touching him in that era. It's not happening. I got the Bulls. Me too. It's an interesting conversation. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely is. But so, to me, that's the greatest team of all time. Do y'all think the only team I would compare them to me, the second greatest team of all time is that Sixers team in 83 with Moses, Doctor. I think they won 68 games. I mean, they were. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, the, Bobby Kobe Jones. Over Kobe and Shaq Lakers? Moses would have gave Shaq problems. I mean, Shaq would have Shaq would have had a hard time with Moses. Moses would have been able we to defend. How dominant Shaq was, yo, in in in, in them years. I was couldn't stop Shaq, Shaq, Shaq yo. too. Right. Yeah, you, right. you couldn't stop that motherfucker, yo. There's a reason Kobe don't got three MVPs. He's never like thirty. You you right. You are right. Like You're that. right. Something crazy. You're right. And he was averaging like 14, 15 rebounds. You know what I have a problem with those Lakers is they never. They never had a real challenge in their prime, and then they lost to Detroit. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 not true though, because the Spurs was winning every other year. I mean, they won. Yeah, their main challenge was straight. the Spurs and, and yeah. the Kings and, they, and the and Kings. They, and they should have lost to Sacramento. And the Kings and the, the Kings. Kings. Yeah. yeah, true. I was just about to say that we can't forget about the Kings. The Kings that were a point. force back then. That was that was one of the Tim Donahue games where he said specifically <laughs> there was a, a a mandate against. I remember watching that game in real time. I'm like, yo, they keep calling every fucking foul. But yeah, I remember sure. that. And again, so, it's, that again, it's live. This is crazy. Other than tampering with the score, that shit's just demoralizing. You can't play like that. You know what I mean? They call everyone because that shit will start to get to your head and shit. But then it's just lies. David Stern even tried to say, oh, he was an isolated incident. Like, no, he wasn't, nigga. No, I mean, we can't trust Not nothing David Stern says. I mean, especially that Lakers and um, Kings recipe. But Lakers, Kings, uh, West Coast Finals was ridiculous. Yeah. The free throw, yeah, disparage, whatever, was ridiculous. Anybody watch the Tim Donahue movie? There's a movie? I haven't yet, but I Where want was, to. You just oh. reminded me. Where's the movie? Yeah. Netflix? You just reminded me. That's on my I, list. I, I don't know if it's on Netflix. It ain't on Netflix. I don't think no. it's on Netflix. No, it's not. Because it came out in the theaters. It came out in the theaters. But it's out. you, it's, you can find it somewhere now. I just don't know where. We might have to promote up. that because we're in the quarantine <laughs> anyway. You niggas need something to watch. Yeah. Right. Hey, you know I'll have a link for y'all tonight. I'll have a link for uh, when we get off the yeah, phone. Send that out. Definitely send that out. You, know you know the wild shit about him is I listened to an interview when that, when that, when that movie came out. I think his current... How he makes money today is he advises people on how to bet. Yeah, he do. Yep. Oh, really? Crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's no different than the kid that was hacking all of the Apple stuff, and Apple went and hired him. True. No, yeah. no different. Yeah. But yeah, it's a video of Tim Donahue on um, Pat McAfee uh, interviewed on. It's like 20, 25 minutes. Mm. I sent y'all a link uh, when we get off. Okay. But yeah, it was, it was pretty informative. So... So now we get Michael at his peak. This might have been the best Michael. Maybe not as athletic, but still had a good level of athleticism. But also, he had just mastered the mid-range game. 
still was defensively in- intensive. They win those games, and then that's the run for that second three-peat. But in the, what was the episode 10, we got the the Pacers series, which was something I remember, but you got to get a reminder. I thought when Reggie pushed off on Michael, I mm-hmm. thought that was game six to take it to seven, but that was game four. So I had to get a reminder about that. But the thing I like about Reggie Hibbity, I pushed him. And we can talk about it. Michael still won't admit he pushed off on Brian fucking Russell. Nigga, you pushed him. Nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> nigga, he didn't. We're going to get into that. <laughs> I mean, it's clear as day. But So Reggie admitted he was going to force the refs to make a call. And he Reggie pushed Michael. I think that was blatant. It was blatant. It was blatant. But in those last seconds, we know the refs typically, they swallow the whistle. Like they're not trying to become a part of the game. And then Reggie still had to hit the shot. And he did. Phenomenal shot. And I remember Reggie had actually had an ankle problem throughout that series. He had fucked his ankle up. Hell yeah. He fucked his ankle up. Mm -hmm. And people forget the the Dutchman. Rick Smith was a problem. That motherfucker would stretch you out and hit that fucking shot from the elbow or from the corner. Like Rick Smith was fucking good, man. Motherfucker could play. And then you got the Davis boys and like that was a hell of a team. That was a hell of a fucking team. Jalen Rose, Mark Jackson, Jalen Rose, Travis Beck. That was a fucking Derek McKee. He could still play D, but he could still play D. He could still hit the shot though. And I'm not gonna lie, y'all can say what y'all want. I damn near teared up watching those highlights. I miss that shit, man. That like that level of NBA. It, we don't get it anymore, and it's no, just it's remembering those intense battles. It brought a tear, man. Like that, <laughs> it might sound weird, but I mean, I was, nah. I was, yeah, yeah. the next battle. Nah, that's not weird. Yeah. all that, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie still said. I think he said on that on one of the episodes. He still thought that he had the better squad. Right. But yeah. That's how you could tell. Top top the bottom. Do y'all think this like, validity? Do y'all think that's real? Do you think? I mean, Reggie's going to say that he's biased. Do you think that team, top to bottom, was better than Randy Brown? Close. And I, 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 think, <laughs> I, think, I think it was. I think it was close enough. They're probably close enough to win it. I mean, obviously they went to seven, so they was definitely you know close enough to win it or whatever. Um, they, like you oh. said, they got they, they got the yeah they got the big boys down there, you know. The Davis boys. Davis boys were a problem. Smith was. I want to say Smith was was seven two or seven four. Smith. At least seven one. At least seven one. Was he seven one? At least. I think he might have been seven two. You might be right there. Yeah. Reggie. Reggie six seven. Fucking Rose six five. So McKee six seven. And that was the formula. You know what the thing that always like Reggie's my guy will piss me off. Oh no. He he he. He's seven four, right? I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Seven four. Mm. So the thing was, Reg, Reggie would only take over here and there. He he wasted so much potential. To me, you know what I mean. Even though that was my guy, he, he, he did. He could have you know been a lot better. He did a, but I think that it had a lot to do with the teams that he had. Oh yeah. But he did a lot of playing within the game, right? Because exactly. he wasn't a ball handler. Exactly. If you're not a ball handler, right? You can't take over the game. Yeah. Right. You yeah. have to play. You have to play the way that the game comes yeah. to you. Reggie True. was a little better putting True. the ball on the floor early in his career. We saw some of that. I don't know what nah. happened. It got it, it. It got worse. 
Like it, it was yeah, a, yeah. a regression. Yeah. It, it, the only regression might hit you was was a little baby crossover. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a baby crossover and a step back. He wasn't going to blow past you. Nah, he but he would. He had that. a good first step. Like Reggie would jab, step you, and then had a good first step to get to the hole. Like you don't, you don't have to have no crazy handle if you know what to do. The thing was, yeah. too, he he wasn't athletic. Couldn't dunk your shit from six seven. You know what I mean? That's two hand, weak ass two hand jams. You know yeah. that type of shit. So I, I think that I mean that that has something to do with it. I just I yeah. think he yeah. should have been more of a predator out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. For him yeah, to have like twenty think, points a game his whole career, that's kind of whack. You know but I mean? think, mm. like you said though, he just he wasn't he wasn't athletic. If right. he was athletic, that right. would be something different. He was a yeah. good basketball player. He wasn't and he was thrilled. He, he was, was a great basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not taking anything. But what I'm saying is, if he was athletic, right. then being athletic and a great basketball player is mm-hmm. something different than being just a great basketball player. Right, right. So yeah, the, I mean, you you see it now. You see it now. It's the difference between, you know, a, a Clay Thompson or an athletic mm-hmm. two guard, or you know, mm-hmm. you see it now. Like there's mm-hmm. there's, limita- there's limitations to playing within the system and coming off the screens and just pulling up. You gotta Agreed. you gotta work on your game. Yeah. Can Harden yeah. play in the nineties? Who? Harden. Yes. James Harden in the nineties. I, I don't think know, so. man. I don't. I don't know. That's a good I think his game would have – you know, it's funny because me and my dad actually just talked about this either yesterday or the day before. We were talking about the last dance. And we were talking about James Harden and if he could have played in the 90s. I think that he would have – his game would obviously be a little bit different, but I mm-hmm. think that he would have become more physical. I think he would have become more physical, and because of the trend of the game, he definitely would have. So I think that James yeah, with his frame, played, I, I I think he could have. With his yeah. frame, he, he couldn't I, I, have been this James Harden, but he would have been able to contribute. He would have been able to it's contribute. It's crazy because I mean, with this Corona shit going on, and the, you know, this season could very well get fixed. Like quiet as camp, he averaging like thirty seven right now. Something like he that. wouldn't have been able to do that though. Like he wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, we love James Harden. Like he right. can play basketball. Right. He's a great player, right. but he would not have been able to do that because then you got the hand checking. You can't yeah. just loosely dribble, 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 and then do some yeah. step back right. shit. Like you, you wouldn't be right. able to do that. Yeah, yeah, because he, he, he's so herky jerky though. One. I think you would still foul him even with the hand check with all the shit he got going on. I think you still end up fouling him. But I, I don't yeah. know. Who knows? But, who knows? I think that I think the physicality of it wear him out. change his game. Yeah, it, I don't think it'll wear him out. I just think that it would change his game. You know what I'm saying? Because at a certain point, it's like, oh shit, these niggas keep hitting me. I got I got to figure something out. You know what I'm saying? He's a crafty. He's crafty with the ball. So, so now ball. I want to move to this game seven with the Pacers. Had the Bulls on the ropes. Before we get to the game, we spoke about earlier. This damn Ahmad Rashad. When yeah. Michael is in this yeah. fucking room and he tells him, you are forbidden to talk to Scott Burrell. So the NBC bring this nigga in today and say, nigga, we need to talk. What the fuck was going on in 1998 with you and Michael? What do you mean? He's telling you you're forbidden to do your job and you just abide by the Michael rule? 
Is is that a problem? That was his guy. That was but come on, man. I didn't know how close they was. Like, I knew they was tight, but not like I this. I didn't know he was following them around and driving in his truck. Should they have been that tight, though? Should they have like been OJ that tight? <laughs> That's crazy. They don't, I mean, do they even have NBA, what was the show, NBA Inside Stuff? NBA Inside, inside stuff. stuff, nigga, and don't right. you ever forget that, it. Or they had Willow Bay it. on there, too. Willow's aging. We yeah, used to love that. Yo, yo. <laughs> she looked great. I used to love Willow. She still yeah. looks good. She still looks good. She looked great. Yeah, yeah she, she looked great. Up. But my only point in saying that is that was just a made-up position for Mike at that time because they knew he was selective of who he wanted to deal with in the media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When he wanted to talk to the media after he after he went silent for like two weeks or whatever, who was the first one he talked to? Ahmad. Ahmad. Right. It's his homie. Yeah, and I guess Ahmad wasn't a columnist where he had to, you know, it's a little, it's a little bit different, though, his job. And maybe they wanted to make sure they had somebody, Michael was comfortable with talking to, but the way he talked to him, like, if I'm a mom, like, yo, nigga, I got to do my job, dog. Who are you talking to? You're forbidden to talk to Scott Burrell. <laughs> like, I, I I had a problem with that a little bit. Well, can, let, can we be honest for a second, though? What the fuck is he going to talk to Scott Burrell about? So why even say it? Who's talking to Scott Burrell before the fucking game seven? Who Who thinks that that's a priority? Why even say it? Nobody. <laughs> Why would Scott Burrell be on the list? Because I'm I've been kicking his ass all all year, so it ain't stopping now. You can't talk to him. Fuck it. Nah, Michael was serious in that moment. You could see yes, if anybody ever wants joke. to talk about Michael, <laughs> they had an inside joke. It wasn't no inside joke. If you want to talk about Michael feeling pressure in that moment or being nervous before a game, we saw it right there. Michael was. Was, was locked in, he was zoning out, and he seemingly had some butterflies before that damn game seven. From what I saw. Should you even be, be thinking about that before game seven? What that, what that guy doing? <laughs> Scott? Nah, 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 think about <laughs> Why are we yeah. thinking about Scotty? Right. Burrell, right. not Pippen. Right. Yeah, the relationship with Ahmad was was interesting to me. I don't know. I fucks with it. I, I I I love that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is my guy. Like, this is this is my guy. Like, yo, we're we're really friends. It turns out that my but hold up, has a it's Fel- uh, is Felicia and um and Juanita homies today. You think? <laughs> Think they're friends? And nigga, you think they, of course they are. Nigga, they was texting all throughout this shit. The same way that B, you and Dante were. Nigga, you see this shit? This is why it didn't work anyway, because he was always up his ass. He wasn't right. here with us. They out there. Look at the mods, weak ass. <laughs> Just listening to this nigga. <laughs> That's the reason why he couldn't stay home, nasty nigga. Yeah, Michael Jordan broke us up. Shit. Yeah, they have to be Miles fucking. They have to have a group chat. Well, it's Felicia, Juanita, uh, Debbie Allen, and um, I'm gonna say Tony Braxton for some weird reason. They got a group chat together, and they just bash all <laughs> yeah, these old niggas. And Larsa wanted to be in it, but they're like, "Bitch, get out of here, please." Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Black <laughs> bitches only. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> yeah. But so now the Bulls they they beat 
Reggie and the, and the Pacers. I mean, that's the thing about Mike is he stopped so many people from being able to wear a ring. Right. And he yeah. enjoyed every right. minute of it. Just like he had this right. trash talking yeah. with, 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 with Larry after they beat the Pacers, which uh, I think Dante mentioned. So they go Utah once again. And then we get that shot. We get that shot against Brian Russell. So let's let's focus this. So Ron, you're saying you don't think that was a push off. Is that what you're saying? Not at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not, not a push-off. All right. So does anybody yeah, here think that it was a push off besides me? I thought, um, so it's interesting. I thought I, I thought it was a push off. Then I looked at it closely. Yeah. Like like all, he, all these years, like, I, I thought it was until all, until all, yesterday, all these, Sunday. Me too, me too, Tone. I'm like <laughs> all of his all of his all of his momentum was going the other way. He already so committed. the slightest like, like push in that way is is going to take you even further, in my opinion. He didn't have so to do man, much. It was less of a push-off than Reggie against him, for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. It was less, but still, it it but, was still a push-off to create I, space. Without I a like doubt. I like that it was a no call. I like that it was a no call, and I didn't. I honestly did not come to that conclusion until I saw that last episode. And yeah, I looked yeah, at that exactly. shit. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, if you look at it in slow mo, like like Byron Russell's whole body was sideways. Was going right. He, Right. He was sideways. He committed, like he was guessing where he was going. Y'all, we all play yes. basketball at different levels. Like you know what that you know what that looks like. So yeah, did Mike did Mike touch him a little bit on the hip? Yeah, but you can't call that. Yeah, I'm the same way. I was like I said, all these years I thought it was too until I just watched it doing the game. It was clean. I mean, he touched him obviously, but I don't think I don't think it was I don't enough. think it deserved a call. I don't think it deserved a call. No, but you right. did. Give him a shove to create space. Just admit it. No. It happened. <laughs> no, we're not going to. He was already going that way. It might give him, Does it it matter. Might give him a little love tap. It's a, yeah, it's a veteran it's a veteran move, but it wasn't it, it again, it wasn't even a Mike wouldn't have been able to throw him like that with Mike moving. He's right. already going that way. What Mike did was create a little bit of space, but just so that way a he could A little bit up. of space. He pushed him, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the no, fuck? He, didn't. <laughs> he no, did. He Who no, cares no, if he was heading in that direction? It was still either. a fucking shove. It's not a shove. A shove is a a shove is what Reggie did. What Michael right. did was a little... It was I'm a nudge, a nigga. You want me to change the verbiage? It was a nudge, okay? He nudged well, him. I'll take a nudge. Yeah, I'll take a nudge. I like that. Yeah, well, he did nudge him. I'll take that. Yeah. But you did the whole the whole sequence is what is impressive because what they thought was they could go into Carl, and I guess historically throughout the series with throughout the game, Jordan would clear through and follow his man. And in that moment, he decided to stay there, and he came from behind and stole the ball. Like they were down with forty seconds. Like that's just. Was so just amazing about this that's, guy, and that we have crazy. to appreciate. It, it's, that's, that's it, right, it's right. so it's so many different things with this whole run that mm. history could be changed. Hell, you know, yeah. Kurt mm-hmm. Jackson don't knock down a shot. Kurt don't knock right. down a shot. Fucking, you know, right. the whole thing is crazy. The whole right. thing could be different. You know what I mean? If he doesn't hit a, if he doesn't hit a shot, I mean, there's there are so many moments. Right. Michael Jordan's legacy could. 
but when we see it different. happen time and time again, it's because of dedicate. It's it's because of hard work yeah. and dedication. When y'all we see that the, it happened time remember, and time again. Do y'all remember the Phoenix series? What was it down? I want to say it was down three or four or something like that. And the possession before the last possession, before the passing, Mike just came all the way down and just ran through everybody and made a layup. Like that yeah, was layup, much yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Tony, you might be talking about the Jazz series before he stole the ball, hit that. Yeah, he had gotten to the hole with ease. That was the Jazz series. Yeah. That's an iconic layup. So it was that. That's okay. a pretty, okay. you're right. Yeah, you're right. that is a very you're pretty right. layup. I know exactly what you're talking about. And and, and it happened so fast. Yeah. You know they wasn't even ready for it. And then after that, yeah. actually, actually, but but here's here's actually, one. Actually, oh, go ahead. Hold on, Tuz. Actually, no, Tone's right. It was both series. That's how it was. Phoenix, Mike right? It was both. Yeah, it was Phoenix, okay. And that's when and that's when Barkley Barkley walks over to the sideline and he's pissed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because Mike Mike. Cause they had that the game. Like, they had exactly. It was both series. That shit is crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know, man. I mean, this guy was just different, man. I mean, this guy's smoking cigars before and after the game and shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, this shit is crazy. Yeah, it was Babe Ruth. <laughs> it was Babe Ruth after Babe Ruth. The illest, the illest shit ever to me, the illest moment of the whole doc to me, is when BJ talks his shit when he was with Charlotte and they in the yeah, fucking BJ locker room. He, he did say BJ knew better, which he <laughs> he sunned the shit out of BJ with that. I know BJ. Right. If they cool, right. he probably right. should hit him up. But <laughs> but he's in the locker room before the next game with the baseball bat and the cigar in his mouth. Like, yeah, it's the real test of a man if you talk shit when it's zero right. zero. <laughs> right, right. Like, like, yo, this is yeah. some ill shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was Gang one of my favorite moments throughout the shit because and, and, and it was he, genuine. He was so confident he was gonna win. Yeah, yeah, like this nigga win. was just different as fuck, man. And that was right. what was great to see. Um, right. He hits the shot against Russell. They go crazy. He's playing the piano in his room. Carmen Electra probably sneaks into his room later on that night. But we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know, and that was, and like you said, the whole behind the scenes thing. He had that interaction with Brian Russell before he came back. He did. Brian Russell was that talking was shit to him. He just yeah, registered that right. shit. I never he's liked. A, he, on, he on my list. Yeah, I, he's That's on the list. Crazy. I don't like that nigga. Fuck him. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I, and I, I felt so. I felt so bad for poor Clyde. Clyde don't bother nobody. Else. Clyde. Yeah, this nigga gonna manufacture some shit to fucking say. Clyde was on his level. Well, Clyde was nice back then. Clyde was okay, nice. Was that's, but see, that's nice, the thing I don't like about Michael. You could have at least right. admitted to certain things or made some concessions, say, yeah, right. especially with the Gary and Peyton thing. Like, yeah, Gary was kind of wearing me down. And, yeah, right. I had no problems exactly. with the glove. <laughs> like, nigga, exactly. just admit <laughs> the nigga might have been <laughs> wearing you down a little bit. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> but not, but that's, not only did he say the glove, he said it twice. And he right. broke out into the biggest laugh that he had yeah, all 10 episodes. Yo. Yo. All 10 episodes, the nigga laughed the hardest at that moment. Yo, iPad Mike is going to go down this iPad Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo, I think we just coined a new phrase. I'm getting ready to iPad Mike this nigga. iPad Mike Yo, this nigga. This nigga is fucking iPad Mike. But let me ask y'all this. They win a the championship. There's a lot of turmoil. 
Crowder said that Phil can't come back. Then they try to get him to come back. 1999 was that shortened season where we had the Spurs and the Knicks in the finals. Would the Bulls been able to capture the seventh? No. No. Not a chance. Talk about it. Tell me why. Not a chance. I mean, look at what happened. Like, the teams that the teams that made it in was that the Spurs versus the Knicks that year? Knicks was yeah. the eight, right? That was Knicks were the eighth yeah, seed, like, yeah. The, the Knicks were the eighth seed that year with Spreewell in them. Like the, the, and they was playing back to back games for a couple of months and, and, and I think the playoff schedule was crazy. Like those older guys, mm-hmm. they would have had a hard mm-hmm. time with that kind of schedule, mm-hmm. man. That would have been that would have been difficult to repeat. That's real. Um that's real. Even with the short I season. Keep, yeah, I think even with the short season, man, that would have yeah. been. I mean, Mike was Mike was having to play what forty four, forty five minutes a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we uh, see it. We see it like, with today. We, 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 we had. Saw, we saw. We. My fault too. I was just gonna say we saw Patrick. Those knee those knee pads started getting bigger year after year when the minutes started. <laughs> All right. Right. But All even right. what, what we're sure dealing with today, even what we're dealing with today, we had the Willie Collie Stone interview. He said he ain't touched the ball since the shit had been shut down. So when they had the lockout, you couldn't go to the 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 facility for the team. Guys are probably laying right. around and a shortened season, just in coaching, you want to peak at a certain time. And if you're a team that's been together for a while, then you're used to peaking at a certain time in the season to where you're playing your best basketball. So I agree with you, Dante. I don't think that would have served them well, that shortened season with the 50 games. I, I think that it would have been a problem. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say they couldn't have done it, but if you have guys supposedly trying to work out separately, not being able to be together as a team and trying to figure things out in a shortened season – I would lean towards they would not have been able to get it together to win the seventh. Yeah, you know what? The thing that's so hard about that is it's just so fucking hard to bet against Mike. It's hard to bet against Mike. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. Everything that you said, Tay, is, 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 is tangible and very real. It's just so hard to bet against that guy. Saying and and, and some type of, of 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 fuel in that that would say, yo, you know what? I gotta get seven. Why? Because that puts me closer to Russell. So again, everything you said is true. It's just hard as hell to bet against them. Big talk. What you think? Not really. He lost nine other seasons. Who, Bill Russell? Mike. Oh, Mike. <laughs> he said he lost nine seasons? Yeah, right? Didn't he? What, 84? So, would you, so you, do you think he would have won the seventh or not? No, um, all right. To be honest, um, I would have bet on him. Shit. Well, 99, was, 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 did Tim... Tim Duncan, he was a rookie when he they was, won it? That was rookie yeah. year. That's Tim yep. Duncan's rookie year and no, no, no. Take Tim Duncan Twin was Towers. a rookie in 97. That was David Robinson's last year, 99. Really? I could have sworn that was Tim's rookie year. It was his rookie I year. They got what? Tim because David, yeah, David missed the season the year before. I think, yeah, right? I'm That's pretty sure yeah, that was Tim Duncan's rookie year. 
I could be wrong. But you know what? They they had a nice they had a nice squad. It, it would have been tough. But like you said, to win another one, and and the, and the thing was too, if they would have brought them back after everything that was going on, we ain't noticed at the time. Everything going on, a lot of turmoil. They, they, yeah, a lot yeah. of turmoil. Their minds wasn't in that shit. They they would have been burnt the fuck out. You see what happened with the Warriors and shit. Mm. And it just it's just. There's a reason nobody really do it like that. It's just hard to fucking do. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm rolling. I'm, I'm going to Spurs. And you know what? As just much FYI, as FYI, Tim Tim's rookie year was '97. First pick 97? in '97. Was it? Okay. Yeah. And okay. this is what '99. Yeah, '99 yeah, because that was David Robinson's final year. Okay. Mike was in the league when, when Tim was rocking. Two years. Mike was in the league. Yeah. Yeah, Tim, 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 Tim don't really two years like it. I don't know why, and there's multiple of us thinking this that that was his rookie year, but I right. guess, yeah, yeah, I guess no, it no, was. Yeah, oh, that's so that was his second because so 97, 98, and 98, 99, right? Yeah, so it was the second yeah. year. It was the second yeah. year. Yeah, it was yeah. Tim's second yeah. year, but okay, yeah, but Mike, and Mike, was, I think David put up like that was the year when David put up 72 to win the scoring David, title, right? The scoring title. Right. 70 or, or 50, I think he put whatever it was, it was 50 or something in order to win the scoring title that year of 99, and that was his last year. Was that before? No, that, was that before, Tim? No. No? Okay. I, I, yeah. I don't think so. I know, because Shaq was I mad mean, about that shit, right? Shaq had it, right? Yeah, because, right, Shaq had it, and David Robinson and them played after. On the last day. And he put up, on the last he, day. He put up either 50 or, or 72, something like that. 71, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's See, crazy, To too. your point, Tony, I think that there was so much turmoil. I don't think... It's, and it's hard to be focused and dialed in, especially yeah. when and it's that shortened season. Right. He was burnt out after 98, so... But no. you know what? I yeah. think that that did MJ a favor. Even right. the baseball hiatus adds to the mystique in, in his legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like now yeah, you're six and zero. Now you don't have to worry about if you would have lost and handed it over to somebody else. Right. It actually benefits him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because because there were there were different parts in that ninety four ninety five season. And the thing that makes the Bulls so great and so mystical is the fact that in that three peat, it's almost like they took. From the first three-peat, they took, hey, you know what? We're going to take these six players. We're going to throw them out the window. And we're going to take younger versions of those players, and we're going to bring them in and put them in for the second three-peat. That's right. a crazy thing. That's a right. crazy thing. To, to, it's like, hey, we, it's like at the end of, you know, the middle of the afternoon after we've been playing ball at the courts all day, everybody else subs except the, the best three players stay out there, you know what I'm saying, and, and y'all change them out. But that was that was what was great about the triangle because it, to me they talk about positionless positionless basketball today. What Phil Jackson was able to do at that time and say we the point guard is not necessary. We have a motion Hell offense yeah. to where we don't need to have a designated point guard that facilitates. That's what makes him. You know, I still really like Greg Popovich, but you know, I, I understand people saying he's the greatest coach of all time because he could manage personalities better than anybody and he understood the game in that way where he was an innovator like people don't want to give him credit for that because he had Michael Jordan Shaq and Kobe but he innovated the game in that way that we didn't see that before 
And so, shout out to Tex Winter. And 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 right. to to your point too, watching the documentary, right? Again, I and I I keep referencing watching it with my son because it's something that we did every week. Hey Mac, we we gonna watch this tonight. You know what I'm saying? It was like it's a, a big thing for us. And there was a part where they show the tri- triangle offense in its prime, and you give Dennis the ball. The man cuts the baseline. Dennis doesn't have to look. The man is already moving down the baseline, and Dennis has the pass getting there before the man starts moving. It's a beautiful yeah. thing when it works the yeah. way that it's and Nobody to work. runs the triangle offense. And one thing I do want to mention, they don't run it today because they think that it can't yeah. work in this, today's NBA, which, honestly, it could if you have the right personnel. But Dante yeah. mentioned it in the last episode. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Craig Hodges because he kind of got oh, yeah. cut oh, out yeah. of this whole oh, thing. Yeah. Craig oh. Hodges and, and Dante mentioned mm. that he wore the dashiki to the White House. But I didn't know he also gave an eight-page letter to George Bush, the right. father George Bush, about how the black community could be benefited if you address these certain things. Mm. And the fact that he gave... The president, this eight-page letter, along with the dashiki, he was trying to make a statement. That cost him his career. Craig Hodges was 32. He's coming off a three-time, three-point shooting champion. He was a phenomenal shooter. He was still pretty young. And he got exiled from the game. So I want to give a shout-out to Craig Hodges, but also I want to give a shout-out to Phil Jackson. Because when Phil saw saw that he got exiled, he brought him in as a coach with the Lakers. He also brought him to New York when he took over as, I think he was the VP of basketball operations or whatever. So I give Phil Jackson a lot of credit to realize that this guy was a great basketball mind and he got the short end of the stick. So shout out to Phil Jackson for recognizing that and giving Craig Hodges that second chance to still be involved with the game. But I know, Dante, you mentioned that. I don't know if you want to say anything about Craig Hodges, but... Craig Hodges is an unsung hero, for sure. All right, all right. right. He's one of the persons that actually spoke up with that Horace Jones, too. I don't know if you guys heard it. Um, Craig Hodges, I forget, he was doing an interview on, I don't know if he did a podcast or something, but he was, you know, kind of hot at Mike, you know, about his takes or whatever and the whole Horace thing or whatever. So he kind of stuck up for him. He did. You know what I mean? So, yeah, go ahead, Dante. Not to cut you off. No, nah, no, nah, you get to. I just want to say thank you for thank thank you, my brother, for giving me my credit. Give me a shout out too. Um, you know, Craig definitely uh, 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 was an unsung hero, and I'm I'm still I'm still shocked that Mike wouldn't have found a way to involve him in some way in the documentary. But you know, it is well, it is what it is. I I think they're two different type of of, of brothers. And typically, when you're a brother yeah. of, of Craig Hodges' elk, you have a problem with a Michael Jordan. So you're not going right. to get along. Yeah. You're not going to get yeah, along. And, and I would say, true. Nice. Michael has done some things. He built a hospital in Charlotte for the underprivileged. I wish they would have highlighted that. I wish he would have allowed himself to be humanized in that way as well, because he took a lot of flack right. from his lack of social efforts. You know, I, yeah. I wish they would have touched on that. Like I said, I wish they would have touched on the sneakers being made in slave factories in China. Kids being killed in the city over his sneakers. They're right. not... See, right. The director of the fucking film, that's his responsibility to touch on that. But if Michael yeah, was going to sure. block it, then he's going to block it. Yeah. 
Jules, let me let me say a couple things on that though, because I was listening to a couple other things about it, and and it, and they did say that this director. I mean, I think somebody mentioned this earlier, but but you know, Mike, this is footage that is like twenty plus years old, and Mike did have like final approval over everything. It was like Mike and his like his his close team. I'm not exactly sure who business advisors or whatever. So a lot of things that got that got cut out, um, you know, that was really at his direction, and there wasn't really anything the director could do, which I think is why I ended up grading it a B or B plus, and a B plus in this one. But you know, but there was interesting. You, there are things that they did add. We skipped over this, but I wanted to ask y'all. But like, I had to Google this shit. I never heard of anybody getting food poisoning over pizza. Mm. Like, has that? Yeah. Is that, is that is that a first for y'all? Real quick, I'll say the Lakers Celtics documentaries we've seen where they said they wouldn't eat locally. Like they would have their food brought to them by someone that didn't know that they were a part of the team or yeah. they'd have a chef yeah. because there was concerns about any kind of food poisoning. So I, I will say I've heard that. Hearing about that. No, I, and, I, and I've heard of food poisoning happening, but food poisoning over pizza specifically, I'm like, that just sounded like some bullshit to me, but, you know. That's, you so know. what are you saying Michael was doing in Utah? <laughs> what are you saying? Nigga, nigga, I'm saying, I'm saying what you've been saying. He was probably, he was, he was, he was loaded, he was drinking. He was gambling. It was something else. It wasn't no cheese pizza, my nigga, that, that, <laughs> that caused you to get sick. Like, we, thing is, like, how you have, how you have five people deliver your pie? They knew who the they were delivering pie. it to, so I'm not putting it past that it was food poisoning. Yeah, but the but the other boy said he ordered it, right? It's not like they ordered under Mike. Right, the, that's the trainer right. ordered. But they one. know but the they Bulls hotel, the hotel, and it was the only right. fucking place open. Right now, right. did they know it was Michael's Pizza? How, right? I don't know, but yeah, I don't I, know. I, I heard something today. The the reason why nobody else ate the joint because Mike spit on the joint. I saw that yeah, too. The trainer said, yeah, I the saw tra- that the trainer too. said, yeah, the trainer said, yeah, he spit on his. That's my pizza. Y'all can have that. So let's serve it right to what the fuck you got. <laughs> no soup for oh, you. Michael wasn't letting nobody eat ever. That nigga was the original <laughs> Alpo. He was the he was the original Rico from Payton Four. <laughs> <laughs> he was snatching all the food, nigga. You don't eat no nothing. Right. Yo, so what you saying is that what you saying is that when the street niggas say niggas can't eat out here, B, that that Mike was saying niggas can't eat over here, B. He originated it. They can't eat. He originated it. I will. I will say the thing I thought just just to what we was bringing back to what we talk about the things that Michael thought it was important to like confirm and set the record straight on. I just thought it was interesting. Like everybody knows that flu game or whatever it was. There was a lot of different conspiracy theories, and it took twenty years to tell us about food poisoning from pizza. Just I don't know. Seems a little convenient. Yeah, why not bring that out before? Right? Like why? Right. Right. <laughs> But I think there's other bullshit to Mike, and I don't want to skip ahead of where you're going uh, to. So, so take, well, no, take we, we going to end this. We about to wrap this up. I do want to go through this LeBron and MJ poll. Is there anything else that y'all want to touch on oh, before shit. we before we run through oh, this? Yes. 
please, please. I got one more thing because I want to. This is what I actually did want to hear y'all opinion on. Um, to me, the, my biggest takeaway of this whole thing was it is it was very surprising to me that a player of Michael Jordan's stature could be so disconnected from the owner. So for him to say he was ready to run it back, like I really never knew that until this documentary. He said he wanted to run it back. He wanted to go back and try to try to get that seventh championship. And for that not to at least, you know, get executed and negotiated to where the Bulls could have came back with the same type of talent to try and compete again. Like, I don't know if Mike's telling us bullshit or Reinsdorf was bogus, but to me, I was I was really pissed off when that when that part came out. Yeah, because um, Mike Mike said he never heard that part, right? All these years, twenty something years later, he said he never heard he never heard that. What Ryan's yeah, and Mike and Mike said he never he never him and Jerry Vines sort of never had a conversation about it. But at the same right. time, what we what we do know is when Mike was getting those thirty million dollar deals towards the end of his career, that was a direct negotiation with Reinsdorf. because like, it was probably not involved in that. It was not Jerry. Right. But my point is, my point is, he had a direct line to Jerry Reinsdorf to negotiate his contract. So you mean to tell me he couldn't tell Jerry Reinsdorf that he wanted to he wanted to come back one more year and right. play again? And right. he said he thought, and he sounded confident. He said he thought, you know, all the players he could have he probably could have t- convinced them, however, to come back. He said the but, only players but, 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 that but Tay, to work on was but, Scott. But Tay, to that point, he did say. Why would you say before the season starts that Phil can go eighty-two and no, he's not coming back? So why, why mention right. that? Because now right. that throws everybody why, off. And that's why. And that's why I said too. In the beginning of it, I don't know if why? Mike Krause. was doing revisionist history or if Jerry mm-hmm. Reinsdorf was just such a dumbass. I don't even know if the right. dumbass is the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Like that whole, the whole. That whole thing at the end was just a little unsettling to me. Like we got robbed of seeing something special. Continue. Yeah. Not really, because like yeah. I said, I think it helped them. They come back for that '99 season out of shape and not really focused, and lose. It takes away from the legacy. I honestly think it helped them. Yeah. Personally. Well, no, no, no. I, what, but I understand what Tay is saying. What Tay is saying is that the possibility. Fuck the possibility. If it's going to fucking, if you're going to lose, who cares about the possibility? If 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 well, the majority of the people think they're gonna lose, no, I think most people think they wouldn't have won. But no, but you making yeah. a you making but a the possibility. Mike. We're talking about the possibility. You making an argument for Mike? Mike is the one who said that he wanted to run it back. I would have preferred never knowing that. But for him to say he wanted to run it back and compete and to try for that seventh trip, I don't want to make the argument for him. He's saying that. As the owner, I would have loved that scene. I think like, Michael always said was... he didn't. He felt forced out. I think Michael always said, "If Phil's not the coach, I'm not coming back." And they said, "If Phil goes 82 and 0, he ain't coming back." So I don't think Michael ever yeah. said he wasn't about it. I just think that he said he wasn't going to play for Phil. He wanted to stand behind that. And they said, "Phil can go 82 and 0. He ain't coming back." You know what the, the game is? Funny thing about it too is it. it the funny thing about it is that you have. The two Jerry's, right? So you have you have Jerry Reinsdorf. Hold on, hold on, Ryan. We we go, we go, we wrapping this up. I don't want to cut you off. We're damn near two hours. I got to do my job. We're gonna wrap this up. So we're gonna go through this LeBron and Jordan poll, and then we're gonna wrap this thing up. Not to cut you Save off, us. but I mean, we we, 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 we go, go ahead. 
Well, I did cut you off, but I mean, we had to do yeah, it. But you did. Yeah, go ahead. So, thoughts on this? We're going to go through this list of, of what was polled by ESPN. Everybody give me their thoughts. So, better sneaker for fashion. Mike, 79%. LeBron, 21%. Are we, are we rocking with that? Is that uh, a cons- uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Better sneaker to ball ball in. 77% Mike, 23% Brian. Never put on a pair of LeBrons. Agreed again. (laughs) Better sneaker to ball in. What do you think, Tony? That's that's probably false. That's that's tough, man. 77 to 23. Should it at least be a little bit closer than that? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going 50-50, so 60-40, LeBron. Okay. Pick for game-winning shot, 76. Mike, 24%. Brian, game-winning you know shot. They, they say LeBron got a better percentage when you look at the numbers. That's what's, real, that's what's crazy about this. Everybody Fuck all of that here. shit, Tony. Who would Fuck you have? I'm going with Mike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 Cut it out. Cut it out. Come through in the clutch. 74% right. Mike, 26% Brown. We're all rolling with that, right? It ain't a lie told yet. Nigga, go ahead. Spectacular to watch play. 74% Mike, 20% Brown. Spectacular to watch. That's not fair. Why That's is that not, not fair? fair? So. I'll say that that's we don't need a long diatribe, nigga. You've been with diatribe. the diatribes. Diatribe. What? Why not? Short diatribe because, nigga. Um, that's it. <laughs> 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 nah, I'll take shit. that. Here's the reason. Nah, nah, nah. Real quick. Here's the reason why. Because. <clears throat> LeBron has done great things as well, right? right? And watching basketball, you have to you have to appreciate each era in which the, the person has played. If we can be honest about it, we watch we watch Michael as as youngins, right? We watch LeBron as grown men. So we probably remember more of what LeBron Fuck all that. And I still long we, for the fucking NBC NBA on NBC with Michael Jordan today. Fuck all of that. I still want Michael so if we're talking about well, me too. spectacular play, it's Michael. Clearly. Oh my god, nigga. Oh my god. Yo, Tay, why are we even letting this nigga handle this fucking segment? He can't do it. I was just waiting for him to say, sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a king. How I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold do? you. I ain't gonna hold you like last week or two weeks ago. I went on YouTube. It's like a twelve minute clip on YouTube. All Michael Jordan reverses and shit under the yeah. basket. Jaws. It's crazy. crazy. It's yeah. it, the it's hang crazy. time. Fucking LeBron yeah, has exactly. no hang time. He goes no, straight up bad. and down. We don't get no right. hang time. It's, right. it's, it's hey, magic hey, watching yo, but, Michael. Yo, Tone, do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Don't encourage this nigga. <laughs> now go ahead. <laughs> Better yeah, player I mean, overall: seventy-three percent Michael, twenty-seven percent LeBron. We're yeah. all in accordance there. Uh, NBA was better all around. 71% for Michael's era, 29% for LeBron. This is all ESPN. Are we are we we cool with that? 
I think the nineties era was way more competitive. Um, I agree with that. I think it's probably more talent during LeBron's era though. But I, but to answer your question, I, w- I would say nineties nineties basketball was the best basketball I've ever seen. The thing is, man, it's always it's always it's always just a handful of teams, no matter what era it is. True. But uh, I don't know. It's no, you're right. Don't but we always, down, but Tom. just like Indiana pushed the Bulls to seven, the Knicks pushed right. the Bulls. Right. In this era, we, we it, it has been at least over the past five years, we know what we're getting. Maybe over the past 10 years, because when Miami was out there, we had an expectation yeah. and the Spurs kind of spoiled a lot of that, but... A little bit different, but um, the next one is win one-on-one to 21. 76% Michael, 33% LeBron in a one-on-one. Mm. Mm. I don't believe that. That's what I'm different. Yeah. Yeah. That motherfucker's so big and strong, man. It's fucking tough. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's factor in the will to win. Let's factor in the will to win. Michael ain't losing no damn LeBron. LeBron just came out yesterday saying he'd love to be a teammate with with Michael. Yeah, Michael ain't is, trying to be no I, teammate of LeBron. Listen, listen, What's wrong listen, with that? That has nothing to do with that. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know. Talking about competitive get nature. That, get that fadeaway on LeBron. Now. You you can't back him down. I mean, if you gonna do a series of pump fakes and shit like that, but then sooner or sooner or later he got to get the ball. He take you down low. It's over. I don't think you, I don't think Mike can stop him from getting to the basket either. That's another thing. He's just too big. One of ones He's are different. Big. I remember playing my uncle. I was like twelve. My uncle was like fifty something. Clearly, I was better than my uncle. <laughs> I was drunk. busting his ass. Fifty and drunk. I was busting his ass. I was up with my uncle from like ten to one, and then he just said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna back this little <laughs> he nigga down." Drunk. He's like, "I'm gonna back his ass down," and he beat me. Right. So if that right. if that's what's gonna happen, then yeah, LeBron wins. That's funny. That's a funny story. That's hilarious. <laughs> Word. I was busting his ass. Nigga, yeah. nigga was two courts in on yak. Yeah. Shout out, <laughs> rest in peace, my uncle Sam. Rest in peace, my uncle Sam. That's crazy. Um, Amen. Next one, top pick to start your team with: Michael, sixty-six percent; LeBron, thirty-four percent. Ooh, damn, that's close. That's not close. It's closer, Might. but it's not really close. How can it be 56 and 34? 66. That, that 66 and 34. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Better offensive player. Michael, 65%. LeBron, 35%. I, I think that Michael's better than that. Yeah, def- definitely Mike. Mike will always get you a basket. LeBron Shake is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Word. This is a weird one. Better look. So I don't know if they say they say this better looking or better look on the court. But either way, yeah. Michael wins sixty five percent. LeBron thirty five percent. Mike got the swag on the court. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah. Better oh, yeah. look. Yeah, Mike got it. Have a drink with. Of course. See, this was sixty five percent. Mike, 35% LeBron. This should have been 90 nigga. to 10. Nigga Michael. Ten. First shot on me, <laughs> <nigga>. <laughs> This should have been a landslide, Michael. Right. Hold on. What, 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 we, what we talking about here, though? It says have a drink with it. Th- th- have a drink with it. 
Have like, a drink with which person? Have a drink with them. Talking to the nigga, the nigga chastising you and shit, or having fun. <laughs> <with LeBron. laughs> You think Mike was gonna chastise you throughout the drink? Right. You heard what the nigga said to Paxson. He said, nah, nigga, I want your money in my pocket. That's what you want to hear? Yeah, Mike might get you drunk just to take your money and some bullshit right. ass quarter right. throw to the wall. <laughs> like, nigga, alright, we drunk, we gonna throw these quarters towards the wall, nigga. I'm gonna take your money and shit. Yeah, so fuck that. I'm taking a drink with LeBron. Y'all got Mike. Y'all got y'all got Mike fucked up. Mike, Mike, Mike had the hose on deck. They just oh, cut yeah. all that shit out. Nah, yeah, man. Mike that, was that trying to take your money. LeBron gonna talk to you about some business. As much as y'all think I hate him, <laughs> me and Bron gonna talk about some fucking business. So I'm taking a drink right. with LeBron. Maverick gonna well, he be there. Talk to you about no business. He will talk to you about no. some business. He don't know about none of this, so it'll be a clean slate. Oh, shit. You don't talk to that nigga about, that, about the move. Yo, Buzz, I see you, B. <laughs> right. Word. Choose as a right. teammate. Mike, 63%. Bron, 37%. That's interesting. What? Well, this that's is the last lie. dance effect. This is the last dance effect. There's some other ones that's going to be really interesting. Would I want Michael to be my teammate or LeBron? Honestly, I'm going to choose Michael because he's going to push me, and I'm going to set the record straight. You're not going to talk to me like no bitch. <laughs> You're going to have to. No. Nah. that going to slug you in the mouth. Man. Well, then let's rock out. out. But I think Michael's <laughs> going to push me. We saw Mike. We saw Scotty say it, I needed that. We saw certain players say that they needed that. And that was the thing that nigga, you resonated are not with me. You're going to be able to handle that, nigga. I've known you for fucking four years. Well, that's what nigga. I'm saying, you can't nigga. That. Me and Michael, if we can't get it straight off the off the jump, then it would be a problem. But he, I can be pushed. You just can't talk to me like no fucking hoe. And I and would just set that shit straight. Nigga. No, he didn't. No he did not talk like that to Scotty. He didn't talk like that to the guys that he respected. To a certain extent, so I mean, personally, I would, I would take, I would take That's Michael true. because Michael's gonna push me and we gonna win. LeBron was to take these fake photo shoots and do crazy handshakes. I don't need that. Yo. If y'all niggas that's listening don't know, it, this nigga Toots will box your face off. So Mike it, definitely it, should have got his face boxed it, off. Here's the, here's the thing: if niggas would have did their job, Bron would have won more. Well, he should have pushed them to do their job, though, right? Nah, nigga, nigga, you in the league. No, 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 no. We nah, just, yeah, we just solidified LeBron, that. LeBron, LeBron lost to Dirk. That shit should have never happened, and I love Dirk. But if yeah. LeBron had half of what Mike had, right. that shit wouldn't have never happened. And that's the biggest thing. Facts me that. That's the biggest thing. Career, exactly, man. exactly. Like he, he, yo, we saw him bitch up, yo. Yeah. Facts me that. I, w- I wouldn't even be mad if he would have fucking was shooting and fucking missing and shit. He just gave the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> Yo, we, we exactly. Word. Nigga said, I don't want that. I don't want it on my record, nigga. So these right. next few topics is where you know it's the last dance effect. Where now players and, and the public are just influenced by the documentary. And honestly, if you had to be influenced by this documentary to tell you that Michael Jordan was better than LeBron, we don't never need to talk ever in life. We don't have we, we, we don't need to have a conversation. Right. So the next topic, positive impact off the court. 
Michael 62%, LeBron 38%. <laughs> Off the court impact. Now we all know LeBron has had the hell of an off-the-court impact. So I think this is, again, all last dance effect. Of course. Yeah, that's fucked That's That's fucked up. It without is fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> without a doubt. Mike should have came at a strong 7% there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Word. Better. Yo, his numbers were so high because niggas got J's in their clock. That's the reason. Period. Better defensive player, Michael, 59%, a little bit closer. Mm. LeBron, 41%. That's a good question. Do Bron got any defensive player of the year? He no. Right? He has none. No. How many Mike got? He's, he's got one, but nine all first teams. Right, 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 right. This is I where, again, I mean, it gets. Honestly, I would go, I would go, yeah, it, I mean, and you know what I'm saying? This is an easy way out, but I, I wouldn't be mad at 50-50 there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. LeBron LeBron plays sure. defense out his ass. Like nobody's ever said that LeBron doesn't play defense or he gave up. As of late, he's so, been a little lax daysical, but you know, in his prime he was really good defensive player. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron got a lot yeah. of miles too. They did a number they did a minutes breakdown and his shit is ridiculous okay. over everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna give him that. This is the one here. Better passer. Michael fifty nine percent, LeBron forty one percent. Oh my God! That's oh, ridiculous! Shit. Wow! It's LeBron. Last dance effect, baby. Yeah, it's crazy. Last Michael dance had final effect. cut on this joint too. Huh? Right. <laughs> right. Did he have final cut over the pole? Hilarious. <laughs> 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 baby, he did because ESPN was already wrong in naming Michael Jordan the best. College basketball player of all time. They they were already right, wrong in doing that. Not, we, nigga, we talked about that. That's nonsense. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the best college player of all time, and you can say Christian Leitner was better than Michael Jordan when it comes to right. college basketball. Yeah, I had I had to explain that to Sonny because he's like Christian Leitner was on the dream team. Long story, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. So the last one is trust to pass you the ball. Michael fifty seven percent LeBron forty three. Oh. <laughs> Last dance effect, baby. Oh, that's the fuck out of here. That's crazy. Horace Grant saw that shit and just wanted to murder everybody. Nigga, that's the reason why Horace did those interviews today. He said, "I can't take it no more, nigga." So we're gonna go around the horn. We start with Big Dog Tone Rob. What are your main takeaways from the Last Dance? Ten parts. Is it everything that you wanted? Are you yearning for more? What is the main takeaway from the documentary? Just from a competitive standpoint, whatever you took away the most from the documentary. I'm I'm digging it all the way around. I mean, it's definitely nostalgia. I mean, you figure that was what. 20, 22 years ago, mm. 90, and then it, and it took us back to, you know, when we was growing up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, so it's like, I was digging it, and like at the time where we're at now, bruh, I don't even, I don't even turn on ESPN right now, yo, I ain't gonna hold you, mm-hmm. Sunday nights is the right. time I turn that joint on, right. I'm not watching these dog shows, whatever, I heard darts is on and all kind of crazy <laughs> shit, I mean, I'm not, not watching none of that shit, so, there ain't no football, you know what I mean, so, I, I was, I was digging it, you know, from the nostalgia area and 
Everybody, everybody, a Mike fan deep down low. Whether I don't care what team you you root for, you know, Mike was the man. Let me ask you this: You got a young son. Mm -hmm. Does it inspire you in that way to say we can get him ready? Oh, definitely, definitely. We we in the backyard right now. I got the Mm. team ball. I got the basketball. I got the football. So I'm I'm working on an E five. He just turned five. You know, two weeks ago. So I'm getting that coordination now. Right. So the thing is, I'm a I hope he. I'm gonna push him, but I hope he wants it. He's mm. gotta want it too. You know what I mean? So that that's that's the big thing. That's where that's where I'm at with it. Did right you now. watch? Like I'm just curious. Know. Did you watch any documentary with him? I'm just curious. Nah, no, nah, I don't, too nah. soon. I think he's five. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Too soon. I think he's sitting down for that. Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> Shoot. Nah. But yeah, I, 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 I like overall. I like. I liked it. I, mean, I was. I was happy with it. Tay Boogie. Takeaway, man. I think, I think, you know, I didn't have any real expectations for it, um, you know. But I will say, I was very pleased at the end of the day, like with what we got. It brought back, like, like Tone said, it brought back everything from when we was coming up, man. Like I was, I really, you know, selfishly, I, you know, I love, I loved the Knicks during that time. So I was glad to see, you know, Patrick. You know, one of my favorite lines was like, you know. I had a good game that night, but shit, that didn't matter because Mike dropped 55. You know what I mean? Like, I remember all of those moments, so it was cool. I think somebody used the word nostalgic. Um, I think that's the perfect word because it, it brought back a lot of those feelings. You know, but I think what we, what we really got to see, you know, firsthand is, like, the psychology of, like, an alpha male, super competitive person. And I, kept, I couldn't help but think, you know, everybody wants to draw the comparison to, to, to LeBron which I never really feel that way when I see Mike. I always think of Kobe. You know, I always I was curious, you know, if the book was told on him, would there be some similarities in terms of how, you know, whatever he used to motivate himself to play against other players or, or how he treated his teammates and all of that. You know, I think what it showed is, you know, this is the sacrifice, you know, that those those type of superstars had to make to be to become the best. And I miss that shit, man, because you know, today you know, we, man, I don't know who that player is today. I mean, we used to say Westbrook, I guess, but Westbrook, I don't think, had quite that talent. So it's, you know, it's a big gap in today's game today. So for me, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciated what what the last dance brought us, and hopefully some of that should have rubbed off on the players today. Hopefully Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or somebody saw that shit. I don't know. Mm. Ron, what you got? I think that, again, just the the generation that we're from, right, we're, we're pre-social media. So the social media era is very much in your face, hey, look, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm saying. To be able to see one of our heroes, you know, as basketball fans, to be able to see one of our heroes and to see him behind the scenes and to see him as a person, and as Tone said earlier, to see him humanized, I think that that was a great thing, um, not only for us, but for for the younger kids and the kids that we're raising. You know, hey, you want to be the best. You have to have a killer instinct. And like Tay said, LeBron, my son lo- loves LeBron. And we're, we're sitting here and we're, we're debating, is LeBron the best or, or is Michael Jordan the best? Well, obviously my son, he, he thinks that LeBron is the best. And I, I, I have to tell him, like, Nah, that killer instinct, man, it, that came with 23, the first 23. So I think that the last dance was a great, 
great series. Um, the nostalgia that, that we were able to feel as adults was a great thing. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know what I'm saying? Long live MJ, man. Like, that was, that, it was dope. It was, it was super dope. So, the, you know, uh, I think it, it was enjoyable. And uh, that, it was great. I wanted, I wanted to ask you about that. Sonny, Sonny was born what, 05, 06? 05, yep, 05. Yeah, so 05, that's crazy. What was Mike last season, 2000, 2001? 01, 02 at the latest. Yeah, I, think see, I wanted to ask you about that. How how was his view on Mike? Obviously, you say he, he you know he picking LeBron over Mike. So he has no recollection whatsoever about Mike Jordan. That's crazy. The only, yeah, the only that's thing Sonny knows about Michael Jordan is my dad bought me sneakers. That's you know it. what I'm saying? So... You know, it, and it's funny because my my one of my stepdaughters, she she would buy Jordans as a kid, or you know, we get her Jordans. I want those sneakers, and I asked her. It's, I asked her, "Do you know who Michael Jordan is?" No, has no. She had no clue who Michael Jordan was, but she wanted the sneakers because this is what everybody else wants. Yeah, my daughter had a Tupac it. shirt on two days ago. No idea who Tupac is. Yeah. <laughs> who bought the no damn idea. shirt? Who, who bought the shirt? Uh, my wife or somebody. Somebody <laughs> bought her. Or, right. Or, or she might even bought it from like five one of them one of them stores in Cherry Hill. But she had no idea who Tupac is. Wow. It's ridiculous. It's, yo, it's and, and and this is where I mean, like you know, and Tuesday, I know we, we're wrapping up. I remember diatribe. <laughs> no, we, we, we are. <laughs> nah, it's going to be short. I remember when Michael Jordan's father died, and the reason why I remember is because I was, that's the summer I stayed up in Connecticut with my grandparents. My cousin, biggest Michael Jordan fan of all time. This is the first nigga I seen that had Jordans every time they came out. Back then, to have a $100 pair of sneakers was a big fucking thing. It was a big fucking thing. My cousin right. Shannon is the reason why I knew what Jordans were. Shout out to right. Shannon Rich. You know right. what I'm saying? So, again, yo, Michael Jordan transcended not only basket. You can't transcend a sport if you aren't the best at it. Right. You can't transcend fashion if you aren't the best thing doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, Michael Jordan was and is a trendsetter a transcender on and off of the court, whether we agree with whatever his political views or, or non-views may or may not have been, Michael Jordan is the best that ever did it, and there will never be another like it. It, it, it just is what it is. Yeah, and I'll say a lot of different things run through my mind when watching the documentary and just being a leader because Michael Jordan was a coach. Him and Phil Jackson and Tex Winters, they were they were coaches together. Like Michael was the coach on the court in practice. Like his job was to motivate guys in ways where he might have to be the bad guy. Right. And Dante knows for a fact. I used to play around and call myself the Zen master when I was coaching, but I was far from that. That was far from a Zen master. I used to say that because we won a good amount of games. But you have to push buttons. And you have to, like when I was coaching a certain 
class of kids and I wanted them to take on my personality and be more ferocious or more intense. And it just brought me back to thinking that because at some point I'm going coach for the long term. And I just think like, you, you have to concentrate on the ultimate goal and whatever it takes to get there. Then you got to do that. Because you have a job. If you're a coach, especially in competitive basketball, AAU, your job is to win competitively. And even at a young age, you have to make sacrifices and you have to be able to not always be liked. But I also translate that to everyday life in your job. Like there's people I just don't like at my job. There's people on my team that you have to deal with. And I've never done anything based on a personal dislike, but it's like, yo, I'm trying to be the best I can be and I'm trying to win. And not all the time can you do that in a manner where the nice guy wins. They say nice guys finish late. Like there's just certain personalities and certain things you have to take on. If you're trying to be the best you can be and win. If you're trying to be the best you can be and win. You're not going to be able to do that. And also. Concern yourself. If somebody likes you or not. If somebody thinks you're a nice guy or not. You you can't do both. So it's an agenda. Of we have a common goal and we're going to accomplish this at any means necessary. Today is Malcolm X's birthday. May 19th. And we're going to do this by any means necessary. And that's what I love about sports. Mm. Damn. What I love about sports is the fact that you cannot judge a person. You cannot take away from that person. Whatever you do in your commitment to that sport, commitment to your job, that's what you're going to be judged on. It ain't about no politics. It ain't about no skin color. If I can go out on this field and work harder than anybody else, that's what I'm going to be judged on. And that's what I appreciated about this documentary. And that's what I think about when we're talking about everyday life. Because we all want to be the best at what we do, no matter what it is. If it's a job, if we're a parent, if we're a brother, if we're a husband, whatever. We want to be the best that we can be at that particular job. But when we talk about the last dance, when we talk about a profession, you can't worry about being liked when you have a common goal to win. And that's what I took away from it. Yeah. It was powerful. That's hard. In that manner, it was powerful. Yeah, yeah. He 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 showed it. He showed it, and 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 that's what gave us chills in watching it. That's what gave us chills. You know what I'm saying? Hey, before we wrap this thing up, please, let me just say one thing. I want to spend send a special, special, special rest in peace to my barber. Uh, William Dean, Bill the Barber, I am Barber 609. Damn, Bill passed away? He passed away a couple days ago. Yeah, he passed away a couple days ago. Um, 
COVID nineteen or something else? No, no, no. He, he, you know, he, he was battling something uh, uh, seizure. Um, and mm. the seizure took him took him away from us. Um, God bless his daughter. God bless his mother and his father. Uh, God bless Iron Barber six oh nine, Mister William Dean, aka aka Builder Barber. Um, yeah, rest in peace. Everybody show him a lot of love too on Facebook, man. Show you what kind of dude he was, man. Definitely, Bill, definitely yeah. talk to you, talk to you about you know everything you got going on. He'll tell you what he go, he, what he got going on, type all, shit. You know what I mean? He just mm. cool ass dude, all man. Time. Yeah, all the time, man. I, 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 if you, if you, if you ever got your hair cut in in in, Will, in, in Willenboro or in the area, you know, or you've heard, or somebody that you know knows Bill. Um, God bless Bill. You know, he's invited me and Sonny into his home many, many times. Um, you know, last time he spoke was, was last week. Um, and the last thing that I said to him, he said to me, was positive vibes. And I said, positive vibes on. So, R.I.P. to Bill. We love you. And, uh, you know, you, you, you definitely won't be, um, you definitely won't be forgotten. So, God bless you. And, and Aubrey, you know, um, may God shine upon you. Yeah, that was his world right there, man. That's gonna be the yeah. tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Rest, okay, in, rest peace. in peace. Rest in peace to Bill. The Bill was the first one to put the marker, that black ink marker on my beard. I remember he came. He's like, I sat in his chair. He was like, "You gonna like this?" This is when I was still at Hampton. He was like, "You gonna like this?" I'm filling your beard with this marker, and that shit was looking lovely. He was the first person to introduce <laughs> me to that black marker. Sure. I still got the black marker to that day. When I'm growing out of my beard, I'll I'll fill it in with that black marker. So I didn't know he passed away. Uh, so rest yeah, in peace, yeah. rest in peace to Bill for sure, man. So we gonna end it on this. Tone Rob, South Jersey legend. We appreciate you joining us for this after the definitely. dance. Definitely, and, man. I appreciate appreciate you guys having me, man. And come back again, man. Come back again yeah. soon, man. So either definitely they don't know, know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. Rest in peace to the Barber Bill, 609 Legend. Peace. Amen. Amen. Appreciate you guys.